Hey, it came to me like the shirt I wrote. Told Remo, let me get a hoodie like today, bro. Got dressed quick. Bless the F mask around my face. Rolled a zip up. Culture hoodie like a North Face. Play the cut. Merch for hire on some one order shit. Drop the heat on them. They spend ridiculous 40 cash and that's some tax. Here's the stash. You get them fast. Just ask Rose for the blast. Please send stacks to the Shopify app. Hit the bag. Grab your Jordan or your Apple. Do your thing. Own yourself. Blaze the weed. I got some merch to sell. Yeah. Rolling. We rolling. Okay, so let's take it back. So look, man, before we even get started, I gotta tell y'all the story, man. We gotta start. Can we can we start the show? How we started? And oh, okay. we gonna let you goddamn. I was gonna start it, and I was gonna, and then you just go into the show like, damn. So this is how we gonna start. That's how we normally do. <laughs> we do like a we do like a rolling start, but yeah, Kamal kind of stops us. Whatever. With it. Oh, he's clever. Hey, Kamal, that's a nice hoodie you have on. It is a. Inspiring hoodie. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's a wonderful one. Where did you get that from? I made it. Own yourself. Own yourself. That's oh, shit. It, man. That's, what, that's why it's a one That's, that's, that's yeah. what we promoting, man. I like the dollar sign shit. on self, bro. Yeah, because it's money. Because it's, it's all money. It's all about the sh money. You got the one on ones, but we do have those for sale on These Merch for Hire, right? Merch for Hire. That's black, right. Black crew necks, white crew necks. This is coming to Merch for Hire. This is the new yourself. pink. This the is new. that the pink wave? I put the put the black power fist on the blessed fuck, so it That's won't be hard. fucked up. So the white people know who we fucking with. You know what I'm talking about? Also on Merch for Hire. The black I, don't like, I don't like how you put your arm around Tyler. You did. Yeah. He was, okay, my bad. Tyler would have punched <laughs> you bad, by now. He would have hit you in the face. Go, ahead, go <laughs> ahead, bro. Do your black hoodie spiel. That's it. I don't want to go too far. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's Tyler's black hoodie. Y'all know if every hoodie we wear is a black hoodie. Come on, man. If you black, yeah. And then I, I got a T-shirt. Watching the shut the fuck, rocking the shut the fuck up. Sometimes, man. Yeah, we need to put those the T-shirts up on. Yo, I'm gonna put down Merch for that Atlanta Braves. Start fuck up sometimes. That's, yeah, that's his. That's his. Other, that's, that's his brand. Shut the fuck up sometimes. We all got all my oh, partners got merch as fuck. And y'all know the blessed AF uh, fucking. Yes, I do. I seen that. The captain hat going crazy. I'm waiting for Obama to actually have that on next round. That's what. Oh, I, that's my goal, bro. Said, Thank it, you, man. It is Obama like. But I'm. Uh, can I get? I just want Poon Daddy to wear it next. Cause man, my my yeah. college self is so proud Come of me right on, now. Man. <laughs> I will wear a blessed because I know I'm blessed. Fuck. Come, Come on, on bro. You you don't got you, you know what I mean? Blessed and favored. <laughs> blessed and fearless. I told a white man that today. He said, "You're in the blessed Air Force." He said, "You're Air Force." And he was walking up. I was backing up. I said, "Fearless, fearless, fearless, fearless." If I got to do this again in Second Life, I want to come back and see Franklin because after watching the Aretha Franklin story, CL Franklin had the greatest life. Where the Aretha Franklin living. story? Yeah. It's, it's on. Oh, it's on Nat Geo. You ain't watching it? You no. got it. CL Franklin is my new hero. It's Aretha Franklin. Oh my God, he was, he so was lit. a god and a god. It's a series. It's a series. They got two. It's a series about Aretha Franklin. Nobody told me. Omar Dorsey's on. He been posting it. Omar, that's what I'm saying. James Cleveland. You know him and Omar Dorsey. They they homeboys. He told us. That's my homeboy. That's what he was. That's the first time I seen a nigga here. He got hair. I hold him down. He had some trouble one time. Came, came to the rescue. Shout out to Omar Dorsey, culture cousin. That's, That's our, our homeboy. Homie, man. He came here and told us he was shooting that. He that did series. say that. I didn't know it was coming out. He I didn't know it was out. Cleveland, I didn't know it was out. I haven't seen it. it only got two parts he available on. He, he ain't came a up in one that I seen yet. Upgrade your life, bless as fuck. Get you a Hulu and get all six.
Brothers yo. on Hulu. Okay, cool. Let me check. Well, four, four, and then two more come tonight. Let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all this question: What's the best situation? Is it to get a cable provider and get all the channels, or to get like a a a, a, a Disney subscription? Then you get like ESPN and some other shit, and then you get the HBO Max. And then you get like you know what I mean, AMC and all that shit. I'm gonna tell you what I've been doing. (laughs) I get Roku and just say fuck it and go get you either a Hulu Live or what's the other one, Sling Live, and you in there. It's regular TV, huh? TikTok. It's regular TV. Because I'm trying to get all this shit, man. I I don't want to keep paying for subscriptions. Fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? A lot cheaper than two hundred. Facts. And you can move around with it. Right. Roku, you can do all that. You just need the Wi-Fi. That's all you need. You all. TikTok. Gucci, Gucci. Morning Culture is the brand. It's the Morning Culture Show. Come on, the secret genius. Remo Rod. Ronnie Jordan. Tyler Chronicles is out making money. Yeah, they're doing Get a show paid. right now. Get paid, on nigga. On stage right now. Black Hood is still in the building, man. Ronnie, it's on you, brother. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Zen Bros. I'm smoking this Mary Jane, the amazing Mary Jane. With the Spider-Man logo. Shout out to Zen Bros. Hey, man. I remember um, Atlanta Radio. Atlanta Radio was a staple because... For a long time, they didn't have hip hop at all. Facts. And then they started. They had this station, the Hot 97.5. We used to be so happy. They played the Brat Functified. Come on. Every goddamn hour on out. We were so happy it was hip hop in the daytime because V103 only played hip hop at night. At night. Talk your Fast shit. forward a little bit more. They get a show called Future Flavors. Ooh. Talk your Chris shit. Chris Lover Lover and this man Poon Daddy and Lala. Who la, all are legendary? La 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 Latina. Right yes, You're talking about la 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 power. Ludacris, uh, the rapper, this man right here, uh, Poon Daddy. They lit up every high school in the city. They came out to my college. I remember when the beginning of Fat Rabbit, I was there at one of the first concerts. Let me judge And then to move on to a latter career, after the music stuff, this man moves into film, TV. He's an executive. He's a producer. He's one of the contributing producers of the new uh, show on Hulu, uh, Hip Hop Underground. Hey, Hey, man. Hip Hop Uncovered. Hip Hop Uncovered. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I was popping shit a little too hard. But uh, we got the legendary ATL legend, I, I didn't know originally from Los Angeles. Poon Daddy in the goddamn yeah. culture. We got Poon Daddy in the motherfucking What's up? house. Well, first of all, man, I just want to thank y'all for having me, having me come out, man, because I got a chance to check out my homeboy, R. Jizzle. R. Jizzle. Jizzle. You know, right here on The Morning Culture. And um, I, I really like what you guys was doing. So when he told me to come out, I was like, honored. Like, yeah, I'm there. Like, I'm, I'm in town. And I was like, forget it. I'm here. What I need to do? Show me. Send me the address. I'm there. And I love it. We smoking. We drinking. You smell. It's it's, it's more than culture. It's It's more than culture, baby. I love it. Come on, dog. Real. Man, before uh, you, we were running. You were talking. Man, you had some crazy stories off the top. Off top. He ready to go. I'm I'm gonna give you this one, man. This one is funny. So, Faison Love. You know, Faison. Shout out to Faison. Shout out to Faison. We're gonna get we're gonna get him up here too. But he told me this story, man, and I'm probably sure he pretty much he's gonna tell you it again. But (laughs) it's the one of the funniest stories that I ever heard. Mm. And he told me it was between Carl Payne. Shout out to Carl Payne. And my man, Haitian Jack. What? You know. I tell you like this: on any given Sunday, anything can happen to the now, hardest. Could you explain gangster. who to regular people who Haitian Jack? Because he's a part go. of the hip hop. 
uncovered. He's a true gangster, true real one. Real you one. You know what I'm saying? He ain't, it ain't a joke. You know what I mean? His name is Haitian Jack. Yeah, yeah, for real. So he was in the whole thing with Tupac. Allegedly, people saying he had something to do with this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but Tupac was running with him for a minute. He was Tupac's band. He gave him a lot of love. I think right. he bought Tupac's car, gave him jewelry, Rolex. He really was looking oh, out shit. for him. So right. it got tricky where, you know, which things do with people. So they kind of fell off each other and, you know, there was a lot of little hate going on. But Outside of that, Haitian Jack is also a successful music executive mm. with a lot of different artists that he signed. He worked right. at Relativity, worked at a bunch of different labels or whatever. Mm -hmm. He had writers and producers signed to him. So he would be out in the main scene. So Faison told me about this story about a popular spot in Beverly Hills called Crustaceans. Crustaceans. So Crustaceans is a popular spot. And from what I gather, they did a, a like an open mic where, and we're not really open mic, but a karaoke, okay. where they would have people come out and do karaoke. Right. right. So Faison said it was a popping night, everybody's in there, they're leaving. They're about to go leave, so they, they're making their rounds to leave. As they're leaving out the club, it's him, Carl Payne. Um, Carl Payne is, you know, Cockroach, a.k.a. Right. Cole, Cole from Martin, Martin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Hey, in the back, we're doing the television program. Just, can we get the volume down a little bit in the back? Just down. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's so anyway, so um, so they're exiting the club, they're leaving, and I guess Haitian Jack felt a certain type of way about his weight for his car. Either he had like a Bentley, Maserati, something crazy, something amazing, like he always Dope had. Dope shit, right? You know, and Carl Payne, I don't know whether what kind of car he had, whether it was a smaller Benz, a like DeLorean, a, like like a. Nah, like it's an economical, mean, you know what I'm saying? Like but you know what I'm saying? Like something, I don't know. You don't E-class, my boy, e bro. I mean, hey, but Like listen, a C-class? But he probably was yeah, smart e because he already knew. Right. Hey, man, these, these 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 episodes might not last long. Don't let me go get a 500 and got to return it. What year is this, though? What year is this This was like early 2000s, like, you know what I'm saying? Like around that time, like, you know what I mean? Like Martin's still on. Martin's still on. He's still on TV on one of the, on one of the shows he's on. Something he on. So anyway, they're outside. So if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Haitian Jack looks to the to the attendant and said, Hey man, why the fuck you got this dude's piece of shit car up here and you got my hundred thousand dollar car in the back? This oh, dude's shit. car is a piece of shit. What the fuck? Oh, man. He going crazy he's on us, man. He's going wild. in, he's being Haitian Jack. So I think Carl took a felt a certain type of way and he Something happened to where Haitian Jack put his finger in Carl's face. Oh, oh no. Carl not the finger in the face. Who puts their finger in Cockroach's face, man. bro? Bro. Hey, man. Because it was one episode in the Faison Cosby. said, all you heard was a slap. <laughs> I mean, he said it was one of them real ones, too. Like Fighting Big Shirley. You know what I'm saying? So after that, everybody <laughs> probably thought that Carl, you know, Cole was going to exit out. Cole yeah. stood tall. Ooh, we know him. That's my homeboy. Was running around like he's, he stood trying to get his earring. Tall, like he just knocked my earring. He was hot. <laughs> Relative, yeah. But he stood his ground. Yeah. So I guess that was maybe a New York, New York thing. But Faison told me, man, when he let me know the story, I literally laughed for maybe about the next <laughs> two and a half because all I can picture is cockroach. All, all I can picture is somebody in a Gordon Gartrell yeah. slapping the shit. <laughs> Rayon Slapper. I knew Carl Payne was a gangster when that nigga went to Dance Mania with Theo and they said, one of y'all can get in. And that nigga said, go on, Cockro. And then Cockro said, all right, then, my boy. I'm going to get the fuck on, boy. I'm taking my turn. <laughs> 
just thought like I, you would never think, but hey, man, don't, don't sleep on cockroaches. Don't sleep on cold. Bro. Any given Sunday, like we said. Any given bro. Sunday at the crustaceans. At the Beverly Hills, you weren't about to do him like that on rodeo. On rodeo. On rodeo. Well, you know, rodeo's down the hill. You know. Rodeo's up the hill. That's what they don't oh, know. So, okay. look, we was talking about, on the phone today, we were talking about a legendary spot that we talked about, Bruce Bruce 559. 559. And I mentioned Atlanta that Shawty, shout out to the OG Shawty, Shawty. He got a picture of his house, big-ass hey. poster, with him and Andre 3000. And Andre's eyes is red. And we know who this now can. <laughs> Andre smoked since the first since album, the second album. Before he put on the bonnet. Right. And you proceeded to tell me a 3000 story that was amazing. <laughs> You got a three-stack story. I got a chance to be in the house when the legendary Dirty South was being done. But before that song was being done, they was cutting <coughs> another record called... Um, I'm talking to the mic. Good Mob album. It, was just, the mic down. it was on the first Goody Mob album. It was just an interlude. Mm. And he literally said it after that. That like that was the last time he was smoking. Like that was the last day he was smoking. He still had the bonnet on and everything. But he he said uh, what interlude? It was a turban. He was like smoke that shit. <laughs> it's not a no, bonnet. When he, when, not uh, a bonnet. he said when the, uh, uh, um, he said uh, uh, sitting on the Lincoln 4 a.m. thinking. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. In reality, the wellers like a ball we full of players. players. We tried to tie this back. Like, that right there. You know that players that, 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 it's the tightest game that you can have. The devil's uh, taking a swing in that hour and spray their broken glass. Like, you can just ball, start, see the pistol you can just start the a slam. Nobody would die in constant robbers. Where we used to play right. The only thing we feel is William Wayne. Never thought about hitting licks just like a cane. All I think I'd be the one to give it to abortion. Label me murderer because my ass is scorching. Hot from the block that's just under my seat. Yeah, it's real fucked up. The mouthful's kind of get me. And it's like that. Hey, it like a lot of stuff. That's all it's like, dude. You just wrote bro-man style to Outkast. Oh, my God. You guys, I love that song, But guess what? It ain't ain't nothing wrong with it. Man, that shit was like pivotal parts of our life. They was giving us real game. Bro, so you was in the house when it was making. one of my favorite verses ever. Ever So you was there for thought process? I was there for thought process and Take your time. Dirty South. All right, so let's break yeah, this down. Okay, happened. Dirty South was, was at? Uh, Come on. We was Sheesh. at, now it's called Stankonia, but at this time it was called Boss Town because Boss Bobby Town. Brown still owned it. Boss on. Town cocaine was still on the table, baby. If it wasn't for cocaine, Atlanta music. Cocaine and piss in the corner. What? Oh, you don't even know about that. Uh-huh. Bobby they Brown might go pissed together. in his own booth one time. <laughs> he didn't feel like going to the bathroom. Legendary oh, oh, shit. Oh, for real? Oh, I you ain't know. heard that. Yeah. Yeah. What? He pissed in the corner. He had to do a cut, and he didn't really <laughs> what, what, time what? to leave the booth. He was, he was so he turned around and pissed <laughs> it's in my the corner. Where did he run? I and do what I want to do. Well, the, you know, did the, the pee run I, back I, on him? I think at this at this time, if you if you've ever been to Stank on your art boss town, you notice that the booths are layered in carpet. No, oh, it's man. not so. Bad. <laughs> it's DNA of Bobby right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm booking yeah. 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 it. Maybe Outkast switched out the carpets. You know so. what I'm saying? So. Probably 
took that and wrapped it classic Bobby B. P. Y'all smell piss and cocaine? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, you can sell that shit, goddamn. Yes. A crackhead ate that carpet, nigga. Crackhead oh, like, damn, yeah. this carpet delicious. All you got to do is squeeze it out. Did y'all season? You do some stem cell research. Y'all got some more of that carpet? Yes. Some amazing carpet. carpet. Got my nose running, baby. What's up? What was in that carpet? So yeah, so so that night I got a chance to be in the Bobby house for P. Dirty South End Cell Therapy. Uh, wow. And uh, it was a it was a, it was a total it was a real battle for you for Dirty tell me South. What they was playing. You said when you walked in. Oh, uh, all you heard was <laughs> the uh, the the sample from the Dirty South. Mm. Just that one to the two, the three to four, because no, mm. there was no other part done. I think that was just going to be the initial hook. Something, it was a whole big thing, but it, Cool Breeze had labeled it, it was going to be his record. But everybody, from what I remember, that came in that room, even parts of PA, was trying to pin a verse to that song. Like everybody was shooting that shot. Dirty, dirty South, cool you know what I'm so saying? Dre was so, there. Dre was there. Yeah. Everybody was there. Dre was there. Gip was there. See, everybody came like over time, but at the, okay. by the end of the night, when it was laid and yeah. Big Boy went in there and laid and, and it was done, it was the full dungeon. Like, who was the full throttle? Do you remember the first person who laid a verse? Yeah, Cool Breeze. Cool, that was yeah, Cool Breeze's cool song. But cool. it was like already Cool Breeze's song, if I'm not mistaken. It was kind of like, it was kind of a combative like a thing. like a posse cut, right? Well, no, it was actually going to be his song. And I think him and Rico kind of talked about putting everybody else on it and making that like a posse cut. But that was kind of like a, a coin or a term yeah. that people in East Point have been saying for the longest. Like, you know what I'm saying? They've been saying that because, you know... Cool Breeze is a real East Point street nigga. Like, right. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know He's credited with inventing Dirty South. Yeah. He's credited with All day, yeah. Mm -hmm. So is, is... But hold on. The story was, that was... You saw... You and Stat, y'all smoked. Oh, yeah. That was one of the last times I ever smoked. That, that was one of the last times he ever smoked. Right there at... Boss Town. This nigga was there for Stack's last blood. Shut what up. you talking about? Come on, Shut man. Shit. Shut up. Right that was one of the most amazing times I think I ever. Did to you, me, that the, all, all those isms I think was some of the, the best times of my life. Even before the song. radio station. Nah. <laughs> he was nah. Too high. Did you keep the roach? Nah. Yeah, nah. I keep. No, nah, I should have. Did you keep the roach? I don't think. I, I don't think. I don't think. We, I don't think it's from that session. What? So high, I don't think we actually thought he was gonna be his last time smoking. You know, if somebody say, you know, I ain't gonna smoke no more. Like, come on. But bitch. after I heard Dirty South, I'd have been like, all the roaches, please. Please, this is going to be a hit. But I don't give a fuck. Whoever was on there, I'm gonna tell you real talk, man. It was so many great songs that was developed at the dungeon. Me just going to Conrad Street because it was so crazy because it was a real process. They used to keep a beat playing for like a day. What? So, so, so many people would write songs to the beat. And it would be like, you would have like two, Rico would come and be like two, three different people have two, three different songs at the same beat because the beat just been playing all day. So the best song win. Basically, wow. yeah. Wow. For real. So, so when you, Future Flavors, how did y'all start that? How, because I know Ryan Cameron got a story about Ludacris being his intern. I remember, I remember Ryan Cameron torturing him on the radio every day. What? Chris was like the so-so deaf mascot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the whole <yeah>. time. <laughs> every day. That's crazy. Every and Sam. that's crazy, because that's one of the first bad Jones I ever said to Ludacris. He used to say it every morning, like to the point everybody would be like, Ryan said that. I was like, wait a minute, I said it a lot. I said it. Oh, he got you. He got you. He got you, he got you in the break room. Uh, he took your 559 five, set. It was actually a thing, though. This was deeper than that. What? So Chris that was, was like, I was, I want to be that because it was like that sign driving yeah, up 85. Because yeah. he's so not ludicrous at nah, this time. He's like, well, he is ludicrous, but he's not 
you know, he's, he's always term. been ludicrous. Chris Lover Lover mm-hmm. was who he evolved to be so he can be on radio because Ludacris just didn't sound right. So Chris actually worked at the station before Ryan. This this is the cold part. Oh, oh shit. History. I was at uh I was at the station. I was interning for KK and Bootleg. Shout out to KK Holiday Bootleg. and Bootleg. They God was the damn. flip squad or something the like that. They was on squad. first. Uh it's the six to ten. That was the first night jocks that was on hot. I was interning for them because um, I basically didn't really know I had a job. So um, Mary Catherine Steed and Steve Hegwood basically made me work in programming. So I I went in every sector from sales to production. I was in there with Jerry Smoking B, making, doing commercials, like everything. Every they were just teaching me everything there was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Street Sniper. Yes, he does, and he's he's in he's in the um, Radio Hall of Fame too. He's a legend. So. yeah, so one day I was up at the station, and I don't really know what I was doing. I might have been just in the hallway. And at this time, the station was in College Park, but it was in a uh, like an apartment building. So it was like, you know what I mean? It, it, it looked like an office place, but it looked like an apartment building. But it's not. It's an office right. park. So we was upstairs, but the doors were light. So if you, it's it's after hours, like 7.30, something like that. So if you're banging on the door, you can hear it all the way in the studio. You know what I'm saying? So somebody was banging on the door for like about 20 minutes. So I go downstairs, I'm like, oh shit, this gotta be somebody. I go down there, it's some dude with a flat top. He like, hey man, how do I get my song on the radio? I'm like, what? Is that why you're here? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't, you know what I'm saying? But it kind of caught me off guard, so it's like, I didn't want to just tell him no bullshit. Did so you I was have like, pistol on you or anything? No, I didn't. I just, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about the radio station. Who's going to shoot you at the radio station? Some, if you don't play my song, got right? But this is what you got to understand. I'm a college student, man. I ain't got no pistol oh, yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, my, my whole, my, my thinking is, is totally different. Yeah, so, righteous black, man. exactly. <laughs> Getting my education. Using intelligence. So, um, <laughs> So um, we got to talking, and I let him in. When I let him in, he was—he was, he was kind of like you could just tell his spirit. Chris is a cool person, when you know, just hollering at him. So I was like, uh, "Well, look, I don't really know what to tell you, but this—the station only been on three months. Everybody needs a, a, a intro or some type of identification. Make some drops for them. Make them like a, a minute long. Listen to their show. Listen to maybe if they got a segment or two. Try to throw that in there. He did one the following day for every person that was on the air. Everybody used it, including Ryan. So when Chris first initially came, he wasn't on with Ryan Cameron. He was on with Art Terrell and Felicia Love. Art Terrell. Who was on before Ryan because when you leave one radio station and go to another one, they have like a six-month non-complete clause where you can't just leave and steal the fans or whatever. Ryan was coming back from D.C. Yeah, he had to go there to the whole big non-compete clause because he had to go there and work with Radio 1 and then come here. So Art Terrell, Felicia Love, and Chris Lover Lover, because Felicia Love, that's where Chris Lover Lover came from, where they was on the radio together. So Chris was like the intern, the flunky or whatever, you know, just the guy on the air. He did the character on there. So that's pretty much how he started. By me and him knowing each other already because I met him and kind of got him on up there and us being the youngest people we just gravitated to each other so the station being a young station and I just think that a lot of times just with us in radio we weren't your average radio guys because usually radio people are the people that's kind of like the goofy people in school, the people that really didn't make it, so they go try to be a lifestyle <laughs> entertainer or yeah, some yeah, type right. of, you know what I mean? So for us, for me, I play high school football. Like, I was on a football scholarship. Right. I wasn't, you know, that wasn't me. And Chris was the same type of way. He was rapping in school. He knew, you know, people knew who he was at Banneker. So it was, we weren't that same type of thing. So I think a lot of people, just artists and everybody gravitated to us. Plus we were 
of the culture. Right. And then our show was basically set to play new dope music, shit you ain't never heard. And it was kind of mimicking the show that Molly Maul and um, um, DJ Tony Touch had called Future Flavors. Mm. He used to come on Sunday nights in New York. So we had like our own version and it ended up getting so big. We were only on for six weeks Shit. on Sundays. We, the show was so popular, we went from just doing the show on Sundays, then Steve was like, you got to get on Nap Show. I need you guys on DJ Nap Show because Nap is a little bit reserved. We need some energy on the show. He's mm -hmm. in the six o'clock job. So we did that three months later. No, maybe four months later. They put Nabs from 10 to 2 and moved us to 6 to 10. And it literally happened just like that. What year was this? This had to be like This is like, nah, this is like 95, 96. Yeah, this, this is like, yeah. like my whole high school, y'all yeah, was lit. Yeah, because by, by the time the Olympics came, we, had, we were already on the, on the air by ourselves. Wow. So that was the summer of 96. So that, that, we might have been on the air maybe by ourselves totally. Maybe about like But y'all split months. the radio up in the house. Like with children, before the internet was everywhere. Yeah. You listened to V103, right. but it wasn't. You didn't hear rap till 6 o'clock till Greg Street came on. Right. But then this shit was playing rap in the morning. We was like, what seven. the fuck? <laughs> Nigga, they playing the brat. Y'all played the brat to At 8 a.m. <laughs> they played funk. It was me and Amir. Me and uh, South Trill, man. Me and him used to listen to that shit at his house. Had that bitch outside playing, bro. Right. We was like, nigga, they playing rap. It's young niggas on here. Yeah. And then <clears throat> everybody used to listen to y'all. It was either your, your parents listen to V, uh -huh. we listened to, right. you know, the kids would listen to Nice F5. Yeah, so we, we we really kind of like patterned because it, it was young, it was flavor. And my thing was this. People always ask where did Poon Daddy come from. Poon Daddy really came from, it was a name that necessarily came, but the embodiment of it. Because when I first came here from L.A. and I went to the West End Mall, I met a dude in the mall that told me he was a West End Crip. Ah, he's from L.A., boy. You and I'm like, what? huh? But in my mind, and even to people in my neighborhood, me going to Atlanta is a real culture. Like, oh, nigga, you about to go to Atlanta and learn some shit. Nigga, that's where nigga, you know what I mean? That's the South. You, go, you know what I mean? It's different from L.A. So to us, this is, <laughs> this is a gold mine treasure. Why would you even taboo it with some bullshit by gangbanging? Like, this is the home of Dr. King. Marcus got like... What? That's where niggas from Boys in the Hood go. What are you go? talking about? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is where you come and get your... escape, man. Yeah. Like, this no, is where you come get along. Level of crazy. The black you know, no this is where you see piece. niggas actually man, being successful. So, like, where you come from everywhere it's else, you can say, oh, I don't see no niggas doing that. Man, when I came here... I seen niggas doing everything. My first, time seeing, my first time seeing I'm a Range like, Rover. What? My first time seeing a Range Rover when they first came out, it was Babyface driving that bitch. And I wow. Was like, that nigga right there. Like, was it the 4.0 or the 4.6? He had the big the motherfucker. Big he was waiting one. for that, that, big. that big, ugly motherfucker. That Look, 91. Uh, it was a big-ass people's metal. It was, it was ugly. Huge. First yeah. Yeah. He had that motherfucker. I remember I seen one of crisscrossing them motherfuckers when they first Ooh, came out. The yeah. little light-skinned one. The miggity-miggity-mac? Yeah, he had one of them motherfuckers. He had one of them motherfuckers. He used to rap about crown eating on chrome. He used to always talk about whatever it was called. I remember that nigga used to drive. He was like... Maybe eight times smaller than that motherfucker. That's a question about eight times. That's shit. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, Starting God. Yeah, All now. the way from L.A. <laughs> Tyler Chronicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? All right, so start, you know, start from up? the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, thinking of that joke the whole way. Nice to meet you, good brother, man. Yo, he was just telling me that that Slauson had the best Philly cheesesteaks. 
Where you get one from? Who? I was just fucking around. Uh, <laughs> Both LA niggas like. Yeah, he's from LA originally. That's crazy, he's from, son. Okay, he's an Atlanta LA nigga, nigga too. Oh, yeah, Both yeah, of y'all Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta LA niggas. Yeah, I live in a lot of different places, but Inglewood. I was born oh. in Centinella, man. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm lost in Crenshaw. Come on, man. Hey, hey tell man, us when them niggas nip. was finna kill I-20. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we were about to kill I-20? No, no, no. He got a good story. Oh, he got a good story. Oh. Talk, talk I don't to the know. Should I say, uh, say it into the mic though when you do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, look, man. Let me, let me just say this, man. <laughs> let me just say this, bro. Yeah. Let me just say this. A lot of times when people go different places, you know, people don't necessarily know who people are. And I remember, if I'm not mistaken, it was maybe Fate and I-20, and they ran into Magic. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows who Magic is, but you talking about Magic City Magic? No, Magic is a is a force to be reckoned with in Los Angeles in the Hollywood area. So if you come to Hollywood in the L.A. area, mm-hmm. you know it's people that's there to try to you gotta check in. You know, check in this, that, and the third. So it's it's situations like that. So we were in the I want to say the Shark Bar or something like that, or the, the Shark. The, the, what was it? The Shark Bar. Or something. It might have been in the Atlanta? Sun- no, in LA. In, in, oh, okay. in, in, on, on Sunset. Might have been the Shark. It was something. Shark something. Bars on Sunset. It was something that was in the sky. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a sky, lo- sky bar or something sky like bar. that. Maybe it was a sky bar. So we was there. I think Ludacris was having something. So all I can remember is I'm standing at the bar and I 20 and like the road manager come running up to me like, yo, it's some. Some Crips messing with us. Some Crips messing with us. <laughs> some Crips messing with us is hilarious. And I'm like, that like Mr. Clark, somebody out here trying to beat up kids. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, what? So they coming to me automatically. Hey, not, you know, because they like, but they know I'm from L.A. So they, and they know where I'm from. Right. So they like, it's really come to me. So I go, I walk Crip over man. there. I'm looking to see. I, the dude's so little, I don't even see him. I'm like, where are they at? Uh-huh. You don't see the crib. That's hilarious. <laughs> the little the tiny one. He's the little guy. Tiny Loke. And then That'd I the see. the craziest ones, though. <laughs> I see it's magic. And see, magic, oh, shit. and oh. if you know anything about magic, and if you ran across the magic, magic got so much cap, he'll kill you with everything because he a Muslim, he a crib. He pro righteous. He got a four one k. He got you know what I'm saying. It's no way of without getting away to help and support him. It's no way. Yo, let me tell you something, brother. Either you gonna do it the right way or you gonna it's. I got some life insurance on your head, brother. But just know you gonna your family gonna get paid. This nigga take out insurance on your boy. That's the hardest shit ever, nigga. So you know what I'm saying. So. Um, I, I think I hadn't been in L.A. in a while, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I already know what's up. I mean, everybody, a lot of people, more than ever, they know who I am, especially knowing that I, you know, was working in music. So, when I walked up to him, and he's kind of seen me, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, he said, where you from? I'm like, where you from? Uh-huh. Mm. And he was like, I'm from May 7 Gangsta. And I was like, oh, I'm from Rolling 60s. He was like, oh, what? You know, it was kind of confusing. I had a grill in my mouth. It was like, huh? Like, what's going on mm-hmm. here? He thought you was free so, picking. He thought you was Exactly. So he was like, on. you know what I'm saying? So we chopped it up real fast, politics. You know what I'm saying? Instantly, he got a whiff of who I was. And then he was like, oh, yeah, da da da. So I remember I walked back to everybody else in the clique. And they was looking. And they was like, everything okay? I was like, yeah, everything fine. 
Shaka, he want to do some stuff with the nonprofit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He want to give us some money. Yeah. I don't know. It's something, whatever. Maybe Shut we can up do it. But right now, this day, I just want to tell you, Magic is one of my homies, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just talked Shout to him. Magic. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. some foolie. He, he's a real one. And he's one of those people that, you know, like the Hip Hop Uncovered is talking about. Like, you know, one of those people that when you go places, and a lot of people don't know, it's a street element. And... You don't know the right person, and a lot of stuff can happen to you. You get robbed, you can get killed, all from just having an ego. You can do that whole show with comedians. Yeah. There's some comedians that, like, like two Ray, when you go to Philly, you're going to be straight. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You go to Ali. Houston, Ali going to yeah, goddamn, sir. you know what I'm saying? Ali Sadiq, so it, uh, that's hard. <laughs> Man, I remember a time, look, I remember a time, look, I remember a time, nigga, at the, at the, five, at the 559, the comedy night you was talking about, I swear to God, I promise you, the first time I met Mike Epps, I thought he was there to do comedy and end up robbing a nigga and came home with me. Like, I swear, I think that's what had, like, I, he still say to this day he didn't happen. I remember the next day. That's hilarious. Because Mike came home with me. I Like, I knew somebody he knew because he like, man, I ain't really, I was like, cause I lived like around the corner. He came home and I remember the next day, Mike was like, yeah, man, somebody stole somebody's jewelry or something. And I was like, one of the comedians, they was like, yeah, I don't <laughs> and, and Mike was one of them niggas, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. It'll, it'll, any given night, you could get Indianapolis Mike or Mike Epps, the comedian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. with TK? Light skin niggas get a perm, boy. They get vicious. <laughs> All his old mug shots, he got a perm in. He was goddamn on that shit. Like <laughs> Ice T, don't it look like him and Ice T was cousins or something. If you look at the old pictures of Ice T, Mike Epps and Ice T is like second cousins. Oh, they damn. like light skin mom. He got another victim. Dad. 22 years old, life wasted. <laughs> life wasted. Damn, that nigga's the same you know nigga what? in every, every movie, every show. Damn. Is Ice-T the West Coast voice of like the 90s, like the early 90s? Because like, that's L.A. But when you see him in Breaking One, you don't be scared. No yeah. Man. You don't. don't hey, but you know what? Look, <laughs> even, but look, even with the fishnet and the rayon on, he still sound hard. Break in. He down. He was like, down, <laughs> down, down. Go one two two. No, that was like one two one three. Was like that song. That nigga was obviously garbage. <laughs> was, yeah, it was like so what? <laughs> and then when that white girl jumped in, what is this? It's a girl. Hey, <laughs> what is this? It's a girl. Some, some, it's a girl. It make you feel like in some of the time in the eighties, like whoever had money for studio time was gonna get on. Cause right. some of them songs was god awful, nigga. Like, right. yeah. Well, you gotta remember, cocaine was so big in California <laughs> in the eighties. Like if you had some good coke. You could get an album, like right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> you know Studio time, well, like, you gotta, rap for two days. You feel me? Like you know, you pull That's up to true. the Car you pull up to the Carolina West, right? You know the niggas, red, the red right, onion. Niggas made Easy E rap. Come on, That's man! Right. Like right. niggas, we didn't want but even not even right. Easy E. Let's just go back to niggas like I mean, LA Dream Team, oh, yep. yes. Mix Master there Spade and Toddy T. Like I mean, that's real LA shit. Them niggas was like counselors. Yeah, and they was like, let's rap. <laughs> what type of counselors? Though, <laughs> Do you want to go? They, well, they was the like drug counselors, like yeah. school counselors. They was like, you know, for the for the uh for like rehab counselors. No, Mixed Master Spade worked at like Nickerson Gardens, like in the oh, you shit. know what I'm saying, the, uh, in the gym. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Shit. Like 
They was nigga the real. Nigga was a YMCA. Exactly. <laughs> this nigga like, was a health like, coach. Oh, the rap shit popping. This nigga got do the, that shit. Tiny. He got the key to the gym and became it's, a hip hop. You legend. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and a legendary one too. Yes, sir. Jerry curls straight. He was one of the early curls. He the early curlers. He was an early curl. History fact right there. Early curl. Early curl. He had it for two. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably, though. Okay. I mean, because, you know, Tukey... Well, I mean, if you was a Crip or a Blood in the 70s or the 80s, like, a curl was like... You, you had your money together. <laughs> it was like a kit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like a red rag, blue rag, jerry curl, right. colored belt, khakis. You know what I'm saying? It was Towel like a, for you know? the Ain't funny Exactly. That Tukey on uh, the gong show, though. Huh? Oh hell yeah! Scrunch oh my uncle on there too. My uncle Scrunchy used to do that same dog, shit. Yeah. They used to live together at Venice oh, tell Beach. These people, who your uncle is? Well, my uncle is Big U, but I got another uncle, Big Vale. They used to do it, but oh, Big, my, Vail, my, okay. big, big um Big U ain't never did no weird shit like that. He was, he was, he was a force to be reckoned with. Eugene, hey, yeah, they say Big U Eugene, was knocking niggas' heads off their show. Yeah, Eugene was a force to be reckoned. Man, I, I could give y'all a real story, man. I ain't gonna Let's really go into it. You know what I'm saying? But I can remember. A certain person, you know, he's a, another big ally in the gangbang culture. He had a little book out or whatever. So, but he's from the, you know, the other side of the fence, what we call. But I was like probably maybe like 11, 12 years old. So Florence. He's a like, blood? Is that what you mean? No, he was a crip. Yeah. So just so you understand it, the L.A. culture, <laughs> the L.A. culture before 79 was like red and blue. And after 79, Crips start fighting Crips because the West Side Crips broke up. You know what I'm saying? So you had a lot of sectors or whatever, but really what happened is the gangsters and the hustlers broke up. So you had niggas that was calling themselves gangsters, and you had other people that was other niggas that was calling themselves hustlers. So hustlers was more or less as a unite. Gangsters was more or less like I'm the gangsterist. I'm number one. Individualism. So we didn't really like. You know, it was a big split, it was a big fight. Nigga got shot at the junior high school, and from that day on, the biggest two crips in LA was at war. So um, somebody from the other side got caught in the hood. And it was a situation where he could have got killed. So at this time, I wanna say Big U probably was like 17, 18. This, this was a grown man. He had to be at least 28, 29, like massive, like swole, big, all that. But big, just his skills of just how he was able, his size and how quick he was, and then he was a real, real martial arts yeah. fool. <laughs> that's what nigga didn't, so, didn't know. You cannot just fight a, a street nigga. Just, that just knows imagine, martial arts. Exactly. So a nigga go, <laughs> sure. ooh, you go from trying to be head up fight, and he just kicked. Your face off your like, ah, off your, like but it's a but it's a thir- but it's a size thirteen though. A nigga getting you know what I'm saying? Like a properly formed yes. and some Jordan on the street. <laughs> so he had a Jordan jeans. So look, he, so he beat this grown man. So he beat this grown man Jerry down, Curl juice. and then made him walk back to his hood in his drawers. No, what? Oh. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's where the necessary, like the real big draws. What? Like the real big with, draws. Wow. You know, that's you know, he he, he beat, a, beat a nigga out of his draws. 
Wow. Put the mic down. Shit. Jesus Christ, yeah, guys. So, you know, Wait till so, I tell y'all who that is. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> wow. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I was he just. Told the story about Carl Payne slapping Haitian Jack already. He said Carl Payne slapped. Yeah. <laughs> it's been crazy. It's That's been crazy. That's how we started. Man, Darren be driving so goddamn slow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're gonna talk about that later, too. Jesus Christ. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, let's Carl Payne slap the shit out of Haitian Jack. I was Damn. like, oh, it's late. I was just in LA. More tequila. Right. I know who not to stand by. I had a red so, flannel look, shirt. So, just, just so you know. <laughs> Didn't we're have Faison, y'all gonna have Faison on the show because oh, he gave me the story this Christmas when we was up in Vegas at his house. Literally, man, I cried for two days. Because <laughs> I told him all the only thing I can see is my head is like a Gordon Guard trail. Oh, I cannot wait to watch this Face episode. Faison told me he stood there like, and he, he said all he could do is just be like, whoa. So it wasn't like a situation where it was like, he escalated. It just like. Damn, Carl Payne. Oh, because he tried to tell me with his eyes he'll fuck a nigga up. He was like, yo, yeah. Ronnie, I'm telling you from Harlem. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. New York niggas is I was crazy. like, I believe you, Hey, man, look, from, that, from when I heard that story, you see, Faison is one of those type of niggas. He's a really enticer. So he tries niggas <laughs> in a situation. Like, he, I never forget the story. He telling me him and Chris Tucker got in the six fights at the House of Blues after Friday. Six? And one night. Six fights in one night. Bro, what? Yeah, he said Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker used to be like, man, I can't go out with you. Yeah, man. Like, I nigga, know. you, I can't. You know, he a letter nigga, so he like cool shit. That's why he Face on pressing. huge, yeah. big, <laughs> and wig super shit, blood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Fight. From San Diego. Home, man, so, no, okay, so look. So <laughs> he, I see him about to start okay, the so I got, correct, I got corrected yeah, about your story, Ronnie. I got one. So Ron, Ronnie was talking about this story earlier at the, uh, what, 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 what award show was it? He was it? at the oh, yeah, 2004 yeah. BT Awards, and Monique was hosting. I was doing punch-ups and shit, but it was Clinton Portis or somebody. No, it was two he said niggas. it was Blue. It was Outcast Manager. That's who, that's Ooh, who he no, said he got into it with. Mm. Okay, he it, said, it was the two football niggas yeah, right next yeah, to them, though. it was right next to them. But he said they all got up. You want me, uh, y'all heard the story before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said they all got, he was like, yeah, man. No. Was, oh, y'all don't remember? He said it to me so easy. Oh, that was light work. So we I, had know, the BT I know who Awards. blood is. That's had, what he told him about Roddy. We had the BT Awards. <laughs> Clint Portis and this other dude, I forgot he used to play DB for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And I remember them being in the Source magazine with this watch. Rod Wilson? No, this, like, he had braces for a long time, black dude. They had these, like, remember them G-Shock watch with the bands? They I had, had all the diamonds. <laughs> but on. they was in a watch ad, but both of them niggas, they had those shirts on, and they had their jewelry on and shit. And I was like, what? I said, hey, man, I see you in the store standing nipple to nipple with Clinton Portis. <laughs> no. Like, that's the first shit I said. That nigga was hollering, right? So then Faison come, <laughs> and there's some niggas in his seat. Uh -huh. I'm in front of, I'm, in, I'm behind them. Faison got a dicky suit on, and he got some skateboard shoes on. So this nigga was like, nah, he these are, he, has, he said, nah. He said, skateboard shoes in the South. He said, nah, bro, this is our seat. He said, nah, this is my seat, homie. Mm -hmm. And then nigga said, nah, man, watch out. And nigga said, hi, Ruth, nigga. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it instantly went there. It well, went from one to went ten. Like this, like, he's like, oh, he like bowed up. What? Uh, but the dicky suit like activated. Ch -ch 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 -ch. It started buckling and shit. <laughs> it turned, it turned <laughs> armor. And that nigga stood. Armor. <laughs> it was like Iron Man. Nigga he had like a glow in the middle. It was red. That's crazy, bro. And them niggas got up and moved. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's crazy. Like most people from that era, comedians, singers, rappers, like yeah. all them niggas did bang though too. That's the crazy. Yeah. But I'm sitting there like nigga would be a crooner. I'm over there. Like, I'm, fuck, I'm fucked up because I'm like nigga. Big Worm is really no. Big, big Worm. You want me to give you the real one? Nigga's a bully. Fuck. <laughs> listen, guys. <laughs> shit, no. Listen, guys. I'm about to give you the realest one. Listen, this guys. one messed me up. Okay. I was listening the so, whole time. No, no, no. Look, check this out. So as a kid watching Soul Train, man. Okay. Yeah. I always used to just be gravitated to the big nigga that was in the back, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I used to be on stage with motherfucking uh, uh, new edition all the time, what? Lou. Nigga have a so light skin dude. Yeah, the Tall light skin dude. So like never in my wildest dreams He's gonna meet this did nigga. I know he was the real super uh, Inglewood family blood, like a lieutenant, nigga. <laughs> like got fifty niggas under him. That yeah. This <laughs> nigga, <laughs> this nigga right here, <laughs> nigga. Lieutenant, nigga. Lou, that's his name. Lou, some bowlegged Lou. Oh, no. Bow no, 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 no. Bowlegged Lou is from uh, full force. Full force. But this dude you, was like talking about the light skin dude. The light skin, he, he tall, he like video. six. Yeah, he like Bro, six five. But, he used to, Boy, but they used funny. to be jumping yeah. over shit. Yeah, so one day. One day I was at this, one day I was at uh what was that uh this park is right across the street. He he know because he's from Inglewood, the park right across the street from the Winnishnisha, right there on La Brea and uh Slauson. Not La Cienega. Is that La Cienega Park? Yeah, it's La Cienega Park. So La Cienega Park is a small little park right there. So another from the proud now. Now, I mean, my neighborhood is up Boy. the block, but this is kind of tricky because once you cross La Brea, that's instantly the bloods, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, it's I, First I'm street, football yeah. practice. La Brea is our peach tree. That shit long. I don't really got on, really got on really. too much blue. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I got on, I went <laughs> to try it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I got that's on That's so team. funny that you have to think about that every time you leave the house. <laughs> I don't have on too much blue. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I ain't but see, too much today. Ronnie, here was the tricky part. I kind of was like politically correct. Because I'm from Slauson area, you know, from the 60s. But I played football. And in that time, it was kind of like things to do in L.A. So if you played football, you wanted Catch to go to pack. one school, Dorsey. Yes, sir. If you played basketball, you wanted, you wanted to go to, to, go to one school, Crenshaw. Yes, and maybe Westchester if your family had money because they yep. kind of was bigger. But that's where you wanted to go. So I played football. Even though I'm risking my life every day going through the jungles, I'm going to do it. So mm -hmm. I can play football over here, but because if you're good, nigga, they gonna embrace you. Ain't got to worry about Did nothing. Did you see a little Catch child a with a briefcase in the jungle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> I seen a few people like that at my. I stayed. Up, I stayed on Ursula right by 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 the gym by Jim Kelly. My yeah. homeboy stayed off Ursula. <laughs> like busy man. Yeah, I, I can't. I cannot remember the name of our apartment complex, but we were right on the. Wow. Yeah. He, he I know about all me. about the jungles though, homie, because <laughs> I used to slide through. Yeah. You went to Dorsey. You ended up going to Dorsey. To Dorsey. Uh, I graduated copy. from Dorsey. That's where I played football. At. I played man. with Keyshawn. No shit. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. Fucking uh, Sharmon Shaw, a.k.a. Yeah, Kareem. So, uh, nigga, that's one of my best friends in this world. My nigga, so Nate, Nate uh, fucking. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. yeah. Tony Beavers. Yeah. Yeah, Rest yeah. Peace. Rest in Go peace, man. Beavers, yeah. So, so uh, Tony Beavers, my, 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 um, my friend, that's his little brother. We grew up together. For I real? stayed with Norm, Alice, and, and Tony. Yeah, that's like my, little bro, Jinx. Let me tell you something, man. Jinx. <laughs> you are talking about. Yeah. Like pedigree of mine. Come on, like, man. Tony. Rest in peace, Antonio Carrion. Yes, nigga. On, no, 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 Antonio's living. 
Oh, no. Yeah, no, Antonio's living. He just lost it. He just, oh, we shit. Just, we Somebody just told almost, me he was out of here. We Damn. Almost, <laughs> we almost lost. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Let's be back. Let's, let's hold be back. on, bro. I thought L.A. LA ain't that bad, bro. L.A. can't be that bad, bro. The story you get every time. He knows. Niggas was saying that because he got sick and, he, you know, he has. You know, you see a nigga, his neck little, they like, man, nigga. Nah, he got some mental health going on. You know what I'm saying? So he was living on the streets for like 10 to 12 years. Wow. But this was like one of the most elite football players fucking in the 90s. My God. He had a breakdown right after high school. He started living on Skid Row with a house. Yeah. Five bedroom house and he still lived on Skid Row. Yeah, I lived with Norman Tone like for a long time. So, but these people you talk about, they play Norman Beavers. My nickname, and I got a lot of nicknames, but in Los Angeles, anybody that knows me probably like from maybe like eight to through high school, they called me Chunk. Because when I was younger, I had a jerry curl. And I always just talking shit. So if you remember, have you heard of Humpback Chunk? It's a new rapper, man. That's funny. I just nutted. I just nutted. Motherfucker with the neck. Damn. So I've probably been around you when I was like eleven. I mean, you and I heard about stories about Chunk, bro. I promise. Because when I when everything more or less start happening, I remember. I can't when um when I first. Oh, you couldn't come to the house though. Look, look, look. It's like good. You, you, to Norm House, you used to, you used to cut, like you used to kick it in the hood like that. Because I, I'm like that, that's the thing. I was politically correct. Ooh, shit! That, you a cold nigga, bro. You over here. I played that Baldwin. Yeah. And if you remember in that era, I went to Baldwin. Even if niggas was from a hood, they was from a crew. So I was from '60s, but I also was from DGF. Okay. DGF and Clan. Which was what Norman Beavers mm-hmm. was, Sean Sloan, Sean. Chris Miller, yeah, Br- Briscoe, all them niggas. They was all Jinx. clans. Yeah, Ray B. I don't know. Ray Beasy is my best friend. Ray Byrne. I don't know if you know who Ray Byrne is. That sound familiar, you know, but I got to probably see his face. He was my nigga, right? You, you probably seen him so yeah. much with me, but he, he now yeah, because everybody used to come through Norm exactly, House all the time. But I brought Left Eye to Norman Beavers' house. What? Mm. When we first. We first got on tour. We came to LA because I had the stunt, nigga. This, this is this is my like. These are my homies, like yeah. seven, eight years old. So I brought Left Eye right on the block because mm-hmm. Walter Clayton used to live in the front, right on the, the back street back there, across the street from Kyle Copeland and Derek Tucker. Okay, yeah, Kyle yeah. Lived across the street, so right there in the corner. Yeah. So I brought, Whoa, I brought, um, I brought. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Y'all yeah, these hey, niggas like, are cousins, bro. <laughs> these niggas about to do the kid and play. I brought Left Eye on the block. The she took pictures with Mrs. This, Beavers. The house. She took pictures with Kevin Copeland's mom. Yeah. She took pictures with everybody. Yeah, on yeah, can't pass away. You know what I'm saying? It was. I'm telling you, it was. It was some special shit. But Tone, Tone, and Norm, Tone and um. And, um, Norman and Nate. Yeah, Tone and Nate. Mm-hmm. Them niggas been up under me like literally. I would go. Like, I had to be. We, this I was had my. To look, know look, you. Look, That's look, your look, lieutenant, look, nigga. Look, look. Let me explain something <laughs> to you, bro. That's the show Tyler meets look, his lieutenant. This was my <laughs> getaway from the hood, like because I stayed on on high, off of High Park. Okay. So for me to go leave the hood and go play football, mm-hmm. it was Beef House. And I mean, since eight years old, yeah. seven, eight years wow. old. So I, I would go every morning. If I'm not fucking with the homies, which I didn't really want to do, I'm walking from Hyde Park uh-huh. to Beave House every day, rancho. all through the, in the cut, doing wow. the rancho. I go to you walk through Rancho? Man, right there. Yeah, bro. I'm, had I'm, to. I'm a rancho kid. I know everybody. Damn, I mean, that's Shasha crazy. Ride, Nigga, Keyshawn <laughs> broke my wrist. 
What? Nigga, now that you mentioned that shit, yeah, at the house. Oh, yeah. The mo- Still got beef no, no, with that no, no. Yeah, <laughs> fucking around, but not playing. So yeah, I, I was, I was hooping, <laughs> and we was hooping at, at the school. At, used to do really fucked up shit. The nigga's me. wild as shit. Like, Especially when he was, like, really bigger than everybody else. Like, now you can't do that shit, but when he was... <laughs> when Tell him time looking for him. Tell him time looking for him. good fight. high school, he was a lot taller than everybody, so... And he used to kind of try to bully niggas. Now, he never really bullied us because we was the same age. But he used to bully, yeah. like, younger niggas. I remember he used to do some cruel shit to uh, Tony Beavers and them. Like, Man, nigga, I'm over there. Them. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, I he was them kids. I'm <laughs> telling them. That y'all were laughing at. I'm he telling them. I heard, I, like, we hoop or whatever. And the nigga found me. I fell. Because we shot dice over there every night. Every night, <laughs> the niggas was over there, bro. So Yo, when he beat your ass, time. what happened? No, 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 no. No, no. no uh-uh. <laughs> Norm was the only one that would touch us, like, in the house. But but Keyshawn that day, I hurt my wrist. And I was showing nigga, I man, I hurt my wrist. That shit don't feel good. And he was like, let me see it. And he twisted that shit. And I heard it clack. And that motherfucker swole up. Boy. What? <laughs> this that's nigga shit. Yeah. Let me see it. Yeah. No way. Ooh, that's nigga shit. shit. So you know he didn't try to break so it. So you know Kareem and Burbick and yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, I grew up we grew up in that in that right. fucking house. My mom yeah. ended up going to South Carolina and I ended up living with them. So I could wow. go to school. Yeah, man. That's family. I just I just talked to Tone the other day. Nate was Nate was out here like Yeah, the Tone son playing at USC. Man, year. he on the way, baby. Yeah, I see he, a working killer. Out. he a beast. He's huge. Yeah, yeah man. man. That's crazy. All right, Small world, man. Sorry, man. Tyler just became a crip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, where I, now, now where I lived at. Now where I lived at. That is stupid. Oh shit. Rolling so, Chronicles. So speaking of, did you uh <laughs> Did you have anything to do with uh, Walker shooting over there with T. Rogers and shit? And um, when you did well, Walker met Looney B out here because he lives with me. Oh, shit. Remember Looney B, his yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. His, his son used to live out here. No so shit. when I was working with Deb, Looney B was living in my front porch, in my front yeah, uh, front couch. Because again, my relationship with the jungles runs because I went to Dorsey, mm-hmm. so I know all the jungles. They all my niggas, we, and they know what's up. They, they all, ain't nothing but love. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, Looney B stayed with me. Uh, him and him and one of the other little homies they stayed with me for maybe like maybe like three four weeks. And I remember we went to the studio, and uh, Walker was there, Arlen was there, and I remember I told him I was like, yeah, he from BPS, he a real BPS. Man, next day I know, <laughs> I'm like Walker. Walker is all in all the hood, in doing videos, everything. I'm like... Real B shit. So, yeah, look, look, Looney B, that's, that's, that's one of the... Okay, so that's how... I was, ever since I seen the video, I'm like, damn, nigga, T. Rogers, what the yeah. fuck is, is Walker Flocker yeah, in the jungle? Because I think Looney shot the video, though. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I think I think Looney, I think uh, yeah, Looney shot the video. Oh, that's dope, man. Yeah, I think he, he shot that video, so, because he was working with... He was working with Fat Cats. He was working with a lot of different people when he got out here, because he was doing the video shit. He was doing the really. He was doing the video shit. Um, doing the video shit a lot out here, and he was Ooh. going back and forth. But uh, yeah, man. Damn. Can good, I ask bro. you something though? What? <laughs> 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 was you with Ludacris doing the DTP days? Yeah. Yes. This is Mr. DTP. Yeah. Yes, Go ahead. That was so good. yeah, nah. Go I was. Uh, <laughs> how y'all get? How y'all get from the radio? To Fat Rabbit, which was the first song I remember. Do you remember the Let demo? Do you remember it. any of that? Well, like, I remember all of it because it was something that we did together. Mm. Uh, just the whole creation of DTP was something that Luda already had. Okay. Point blank, period. I, I'm always going to give it credit. It was something, it was something actually, Disturbing the Peace was the name of his group, rap group in high school. It was him and another guy. In Four was, Eyes? No. This was, this was after Four Eyes. Four Eyes was, was, when they grew four up. Eyes was when he was in Chicago. Ludacris moved 
to Atlanta from Chicago, maybe like he, he moved. He moved. He moved. Uh, I want to say like tenth grade, something like that. Either ninth or tenth grade, and that's he wasn't even ludicrous. Then he was Chris Kringle, I think. Chris Kringle. He said it in a rap or something. Yeah. He made a good decision. Yeah. He made a good decision. Yeah, he switched that up. Told Fabo that the police was coming. Yeah. Episode Fabo said Lucas said you better get out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> he said go that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, man. So yeah, that the DTP shit and um I ain't gonna lie, I, I really didn't know what we was doing. Chris really knew what we was doing. He told me what he wanted me to do and I kinda just did it. So it it, it was kinda weird though, because all I can say is that I was dedicated in doing it, but it was to me it was like something that I kinda would just got into and kinda just went with. Cause in my mind, I wanted to transition just straight to film because that's what I went to school for. Oh, no shit. So I used to be like, man, we got to do a movie. We got to do that. So his whole thing was like, let's do the label first and then we can do it. And then we actually got a, a script, green lit. They gave us some money. It was called Skip Day. Me and him wrote it. Ooh. And this guy named uh, Craig Brewer, who actually is uh, a white guy. He's white dope. comedian, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. he... Um, he um he's a writer. He wrote on um what's that coming to the new coming to America too. Oh, that's Craig, fine. yeah. Okay. So um we wrote it. It didn't actually end up coming out, but ill fact, uh Rob Hardy Shout and Will Rob. Packer Rob came Will. to our meeting. Rainforest. When we went to go go to uh our meeting at Paramount. And from there, if I can remember correctly, I don't want I don't know if Will either met the guy from Screen Gems, or maybe he met the person who introduced him from that meeting, from like hanging out with us that weekend. Oh, nice. I remember it was some special shit. And um, nice we we were we were in their first movie, the Trois. Trois. Yeah. yeah, we yeah yeah. Me and Chris was in their first movie. So we. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why. So me and um yeah me and Chris have always been really close with Rob and Will, man, and my homies. But I remember y'all been on the radio with like. Tupac died shit. Yeah, 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 definitely. Biggie died. Y'all yeah. was y'all broke the news. Yeah, them yeah, hell yeah. I remember we got a call. Nigga, I remember we got I remember I got a call. I remember I got a call from LA. I found out Tupac died from my boy Kevin Black. That worked at that worked at Death Row. And you killed him too then too. <laughs> That's crazy because you a crip. That's funny as hell. Me, me, me. Time is dark. Oh, wow. I, don't hey, I don't really know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta remember, man. I was in Atlanta, man. Yeah, yeah. Nigga shot you a wire, like nigga. You won't believe what this nigga did. <laughs> I was in. I, I was in Atlanta that whole time, so I wasn't really privy to all that good information. That. So my crip, my cripping was on a halt. I was in, I was in a process. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you some real shit, and, and I, I mean, I don't really know if I say this a lot. He was grad chapter crip. You know? Exactly. I was about to nigga went paper crip. For me, and after, especially after graduating in '92, I graduated in '92. So literally, I graduated the year of the riots. You know my brother. And cool. the Jordan Jermaine, 7s. They called him Bone. He played basketball, left-handed. He never went to school, though. So you may or may not know him. What's your Last name? Last name Fluker. Jermaine Fluker. He played basketball. But, like I said, he rarely went to class. And he from the West Side? He's from New York. Oh. Yeah. I'm I probably know my family born in L.A. Oh, I probably know if I see him. You probably had to, yeah, 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 probably had to see him. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But, um, see, so for me, Atlanta was different. You know what I'm saying? Just in the whole escape because after the rise, just the whole intenseness of how LA was and just the 
just the, the gang shit, just everything that was going on. But then all of a sudden, like at the end of it, the peace treaty and niggas actually trying to get along, a lot of shit started to flourish from that, you know, a lot of that bullshit. So you started seeing a different type of LA. Now they didn't last too long, you know what I'm saying? But you still start seeing different sides and then you start seeing a lot of alliances. This is why the gang violence turned down a whole lot in the mid to late 90s because after 92, alliances were created. It was too many people that really fucked with each other too close through the years that was really supposed to really kill each other on site. It was impossible. You know what I'm saying? This was really impossible because there's yeah. too many dudes that I know. Literally, I know more than I know damn near some of my family, and right. they straight up supposed to be enemies. But at the end of the day, them niggas ain't no enemies to me. Like they really trying to do the same thing I'm doing. Deep in this shit here, you know what I'm saying? I can't you came to my school though. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Shit, but you was at my pet rally though. <laughs> that was the transition, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all that, niggas came to win, nigga, y'all. That, that, that was the transition. But I'll tell you one thing Atlanta really did it because when I came here, I was so aggressive. I think I used to get in the fights with niggas to just trying to say hi. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I, dog, I remember seeing Ludacris perform. I'll be like, nigga, nigga be like, nigga That's be looking at me like, literally just trying ah. to make sure I'm not his cousin. And I'm like, nigga, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you what's up with you? Like a nigga from the side. <laughs> well, okay, I got I got an ear one too, and you can oh, check you can check the facts on this. Yeah. First time I met with the dungeon, and I met, I went to the studio with uh Drip Drop, right? Which is Lisa's Left Eye's first rap group. This is when because a lot of people don't know, yeah, Left Eye, they didn't get a lot of money, they ain't do a lot of things, but Left Eye was resourceful. So even though they weren't making a lot of money on the artist front, she already had a production deal. Two different artists that was coming out signed to her Savvy Records, which was Pebbles record label. Right. She had a few different artists that was signed there, and this is pre-Outcast. So niggas knew how dope the dungeon was. They had met with the dungeon with, with, with Rico, Ray, Pat, all them early on. Like this was like, I think they might have did like a Damien Dane remix or something for LaFace, one of LaFace's first group, and they heard the music and was like, oh, these niggas dope. So Lisa left eye was fucking with Rico and them and got them to produce a lot of shit on Trip Chop's album. So I'm in the dungeon while the Outcast is figuring it out. And Goody Mob, you know what I'm saying? My, 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 my first time meeting CeeLo, CeeLo and Pretty Ken walk into the dungeon with gloves on, Adidas sweats, black hoodies on, and, and Rude like, where y'all coming from? Shaw, we just got about six cars, nigga. What? These niggas just stealing cars. Oh, <laughs> so we got about six of them. That's back. hard as shit. Pretty Ken and CeeLo, word of God, I promise you. This my was nigga my Pretty friend. Ken, you this, know he down this, with this me. Was, this was the introduction <laughs> to the nigga who was one of the dopest singers and writers that I, you know what I'm saying? But this was my introduction to him. Like, you know what I mean? For real. Yeah. Real A-Town. So... I remember being there, seeing him. I, I think at this time, Outkast might have had blonde hair. This is how this is early how this was. Wow. They had blonde hair. Like this Both is how them. early. Both <laughs> of them. And this is like they look like Meteor Man, nigga. Man, like the Baby Lords. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was figuring it out. Yo, where is that photograph? You know what I'm saying? You can probably find. It. I think it's maybe if you probably go back to some LaFace old Christmas shit. You probably see it because I think they got was it. At, 
some of that shit. You know hair. what I'm saying? Blue so, face, that's your mission. If you don't got it, man, you listen. Hair. Both of them. So both anyway, of them? hold on, big boy too. Yeah, both of them. That's funny. So anyway, so we at Kirk Town Studios. At this point, they telling me we going to Kirk Town. Kirk. I'm like, what the fuck is Kirk Town? I'm not knowing this is fucking Curtis Mayfield Studio. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? This is like the Kirk Town. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to Kirk Town. Uh, Goody Mob over there working on their album. But I think we got to go over there to either do a session with Goody or some, something with Genesee Choir or Drip Drop, one of Lisa's groups. So we're going over there. I'm chilling. For some reason, I'm in the room by myself, and I'm smoking some weed, and I'm high. So Cujo is... Cujo is, we, they lifting weights. So I'm like, you know, LA nigga, oh, get on the weights. So Cujo, <laughs> so Cujo is lifting. Yeah, LA nigga gonna get on the weights. We the only, hold on, yeah. we the only city that lifts in our front yard. For years, yeah, all the time. So right. he, he on the weights, I'm getting, Y'all get fighting on the weights. Y'all friends too. Y'all fighting so, But I'm high. So at, the, at this point, Cujo got a, a Georgia Bulldog beanie, red, like, like a windbreaker jacket, Red sweats, red shoes. He just looks like a bolt of light. So I'm like <laughs> lifting weights, and I, I blink my eyes, and when I open my eyes, I just see this real light and red. And I'm looking like, "What's up, cuz?" Like, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got, got a flashback. <laughs> and the energy just changed instantly. It was just I had to get up, go outside, get some air because it was just, just blooming fast. Because I just seen all Nigga that red. They got CTSD. The weed, the weed, was high. CTSD. <laughs> The, the weed was bomb. I'm high. I'm in. A, I'm in some weird place. I don't even remember. All I can see is this red. I just instantly went to trip mode. Is that a shirt? And then I'm like, traumatic syndrome. Traumatic syndrome. Hey, hey, that's hard too, because it's really there. It's really there. For real, I'm telling you. Like, yeah. Hey, I like, like I'm telling you, all some real shit. I was just watching some shit Nipsey was talking about, like. Niggas don't really understand because they talk about like crippling and blood, like, oh, it's bad. But if you from LA and you try to get along in LA and you don't and you're not with somebody, your life is terrible, bro. Like you have to you have to be from somewhere or be with somebody to survive, niggas. I know I'm trying to we we were shooting on goddamn Crenshaw. Oh, Boston, it's white. It's a white dude and the white girl was like, no, we're fine. It's a coffee shop. And I was like, bitch. Listen, did y'all call somebody? Get them over here. Yeah. I know about Christian. Oh, yeah, because you know, you know what's going you know how they're gonna do it? They're gonna send like a homeless person over there and say, What y'all over here doing? They gonna tell them. They gonna come back and tell somebody else. Somebody mm -hmm. else gonna come over there and be like, Y'all got a permit? Y'all talk to somebody? Yeah. You gonna think, are they from the city? They ain't from nah, the city, they, they from, from the streets. Eight trade. You know what I'm saying? That's what uh, James, they was doing, um, what's the name of his joint? Hood Adjacent. Yeah. They was over there at the liquor too. store and shit. Oh, and, uh, that dude is funny as fuck. ran up on him and Hey, shit. what's his name? Uh, James Davis. You talking about his That guy? nigga <laughs> is funny. Yeah, that's the homie. Yeah. Hey, that nigga is funny. Yeah. Oh, my mama, he had me rolling one time. Hood, that whole Hood, Hood Adjacent, Adjacent shit. Yeah, that man. shit should still fire. be on. It should. That shit should be. That show the Carmichael show should fucking still be on, man. Talk about what shit. Come on, man. Man, the fuck is Carmichael show should be on. What the hell, man? Hell, bro. That shit was so damn funny, man. That shit was amazingly That written. shit was amazing. It just, and it was finally a Tiffany Haddish role I could actually, like, embrace. Get down with. Mm -hmm. like, but yeah. they were all funny, and it was like, please keep this on. Yeah. I mean, David Allen Green on Loretta Devine could have been a show in its own. In its own. For, David for real. David needs flowers. For because, real. you know what? Legend. The funniest episode that I've ever seen on television in a long time is Marla Gibbs trying to kill herself. Like, that shit <laughs> on there was the funniest. It was amazing. That, was amazing. that shit was so... <laughs> honey, just put the pillow... 
Put the pillow. Hurry up. Like, boy, that shit was so funny, man. Man, to see Marla Gibbs, you could just go back to motherfucking two, uh, what is it? Uh, 227. 227 and moving on up she, to, uh, what's the name? Jefferson. She, Jefferson. She trying to kill herself now. God damn. That's hilarious. For God, real. It was classic, real quick. But they do, so... So y'all talk about slick. So how people feel about Black Jesus? Is that still a favorite? They love. Still amazing. That's one, man, that's that episode comes out tomorrow. Actually, the new so, one, huh? Yeah, the slink, new, well, we new. had Slink at the sh- uh, oh Black Jesus yeah. On the show. Slink is writing on a movie. Uh, I'm developing this movie. I'm actually about to get Roddy put his ass to work too. Let's get it on this, this script right now. I'm developing uh, a really good movie, man. It's gonna be funny. A lot of people are gonna like it. But I even brought up reason why I said that because a lot of people don't know that uh, that's Marla Gibbs' daughter on, on Black. Jesus, Miss Pearlie. Oh shit! Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's an that? acting coach too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's was... my homeboy, one of my close friends that came here from L.A. Mm-hmm. Emil, Emil, you remember Emil, right? Yeah, Emil that... used to come up. Emil used to have a ponytail. He used to be at KC House all the time. Oh shit, Emil, Emil, <laughs> yes, Emil Gibbs. He was here. Yeah, no, he living back in L.A., but oh, that's okay. Marla Gibbs. Uh, grandson, and that's uh, the lady Miss Pearlie. That's that's Man. his mom. So Marla Gibbs' grandson be at the at the fighting house. Oh yeah, Marla Gibbs. Marla Gibbs' grandson was came out here on a mission. When he came from LA, I think he went to like North Atlanta. He like had a mm-hmm. ponytail. He was extra crypt out. He was he had bitches. I remember <laughs> when I first came out here, extra Emil had like out. Emil had bitches. Like he had like some. <laughs> he he had Jack and Jill bitches. And if you know if, if you know about Jack and Jill, them some classy bitches. <laughs> you feel me? Jack and Jill was uh, a yeah, I'm, Jack, I'm not you up on Jack that. and Jill. You know what Jack and Jill is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Atlanta. Huh? You don't was know that about... the sex shop or some No, shit? Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill was a little organization. That Jack and Jill is if your parents might got Jack some money. You don't remember Jack and Jill? They put you in Jack oh. and Jill so you can hang and meet with like the other debutant. niggas around the country. Well, like where Jackie Long was from ATL. Yeah, Jackie Long was in Jack and Jill. Exactly. Yeah, that shit. That's exactly what Jack and Jill That's exactly what it was. Well, Jackie Long was in an ATL. So they got that around the country, but uh, yeah, they used to know. have a big ball downtown. At the, we is, is that same uh, oh, hotel? Coronation and shit. Is that same hotel down there with the, the Omni? Oh, is that the, uh, it? The, uh, oh, Sundial? Casino. Sundial. The no, uh, is that it? But the one, like, it's in the cut. It got the, the crazy uh, shit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Not the Sundial. It ain't, but it got like the, damn, what is that? The duck? What is it? LA niggas have Marriott Marquise. That's it. The Marriott Marquise. The Marriott Marquise. They used to do it every year at the Marriott Marquise. But look, these are some of the girls that was like Laura London was in that shit. Carucci. Like all those like bitches just kind of popping now. Like what's the other one too? The crazy one? Eva Mendez? The Queens that are doing well. What's her name? Eva? Queens, you know, in the West Coast, they say that. Like, you, know you know what I'm saying? Like, Shout out to the Queens of the culture. Thank right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, the bitches watch the show, too. Yeah, it's, so. Some people are bitch. It's some I use the word bitch as an endearing thing because yeah, sure. I come from an era of too short and ice cube. So, Could you talk about birthday bash, please? Oh, birthday bash. <laughs> some of the greatest time of my life. Do you remember when I rode our birthday bash on the bicycle? Yes, I had a low rider bicycle that they gave yeah, the me. Yeah, the beach cruiser. Okay, so the whole story of Poon Daddy, a lot of people don't know, is that initially when I first started it, I used to give the traffic, like basically telling people how to necessarily get home, but I would do it as if I was on a bicycle on the freeway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Hey, can we get it? So, 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 how usually you would hear something say, um, 
hey, Phil, how's it going today? Well, um, it's a little congestion on 85. You're, you're going to ride down. It's going to be a little bit before you get to Mission Parkway. And then right there, the Virginia Hall is going to hold you up, and it's going to be a slow, maybe about a 10-way projector right there. So Poon Daddy, he would be like, Shawty, hold on right now. Oh, before you get to Old National, I'm going to need you to back up right now. Matter of fact, you need to get out right, get out the spare way the first time you yeah, can. Make a right, right now. Bust a left right on South Fulton. <laughs> ride that thing right past that second, that second big house. When you get that second big house, go around the loop-de-loop. When you hit that loop-de-loop, you're going to be right down Highway 85. You bust that down, you right home, baby. Right, right so, home. So that that's was... That's how I got home, though. I was like... That's how... Necessarily, the popularity came, and again, the only reason I even kind of did that and was tapping into that is because I didn't understand how Atlanta was so cultured, but I didn't hear it in the radio. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? People were sounding like they was from other places, and I'm like, all that, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, no you know what I mean? Like, again, the whole West End Cribs, and I remember Ryan used to be saying, Yo, son, a couple of times, like, Man, you from Campbell, what? <laughs> so, you know, it was just weird. So, I felt like Atlanta needed to hear somebody who sounded like them. And, and kind of my whole mainframe comes because it's a guy that's on radio in D.C. now, and he basically is the embodiment of real West Coast culture of radio in L.A. His name is Russ Parr. Okay. He wow. initiated one of the true first radio stations. It was on AM, and it was called K-Day. So he had a character called Bobby Jimmy. Bobby Jimmy was hood as hell. From L.A., he was always at the skating ring. He was always at the clubs. He was popping, so he would do a whole thing. And actually, Bobby Jimmy put out a record called Roaches. You remember that? I remember, look, look at, at all, all these roaches. roaches. So, that was like a whole character that he had. Like that, you know that right was all Russ Park. You know what I'm saying? He had uh, rumors. He did the he did Time Max Culture Club. He did, he did what else he did? He did a bunch of them, man. He had a whole album that came out. So he did East Coast, West Coast rapper, where he did all yeah. the different rappers. So said, some people ask about Michael. Yeah, like, is, is he a gay? gay? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Wow. So to me, that that's where the whole embodiment of Poon Daddy came from because I just felt like that was like my niche. I was gonna tap into what I felt like wasn't there. It wasn't no nigga that really was trying to represent true Atlanta. <laughs> what other yeah. names were in the hat? It wasn't. Let me tell you where it all came from. So, um, in the tenth grade, uh, we got into a shootout at a at a at a, at a horseman with some uh, with some trays. So my mama was scared, and I remember before football camp, she sent me to Atlanta, and I stayed with my family at Allen Temple. I had some mm, aunties that wanted to went stay from one to the other, bro. What kind of crippling change program is this? We didn't know. I mean, you know, that's just where that's just where they lived. But, I you, you, but at least at that time, I'm sure you could fight at Allen Temple. Yeah, at he home. got that's like sending Durant oh, to nigga, the Knicks. I, I fucked within a couple of weeks. I was there. I'm pretty sure I fucked that shit up because I had niggas fighting, lining up, all type of shit, just doing ignorant LA shit. Yeah. So while I was there, it was a nigga named Poon who was like a Debo type of nigga who used to ride through Allen Temple. He was a big-ass nigga, hair, all that big swole nigga. He used to ride on a bike. And I don't know if he was like slow or what. So I used to like cuz, like for real. He was cool with me. I was young. He was somebody I could talk to. He wasn't all extra because I can remember. That's what I do, do remember. Atlanta niggas was always talking about being super fresh. With L.A., you didn't really, it didn't matter about you being super fresh. It matter you kick somebody's ass. That's all that matters. You could be super fresh, but if you ain't had no squabbles, you wasn't shit. No squabbles. Really. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you could. I don't know. I don't know about you in elementary school. You squabbles. When I was in elementary school, I had one mission. 
And that was to try to be the king of the school. So the king of the school would be the nigga who could beat up all the big niggas in the school. Now, That's I, Michael Clark. I don't know how ignorant that is That's for ignorant. a majority <laughs> of the elementary school kids. Like, this is all of L.A. This is not like few schools. This is like, you go from school to school, and nigga, I'm the king of the school. Oh, he the king of the school. Oh, we're the, that nigga the king. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? That's how the whole you'll know in what areas. We who did it by spelling bees down here. If you no. fucking <laughs> fuck spelling bees, it's, spelling it's about bees. this one two. Tone, tone king of all one for a little spell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, Tone got look. Let me tell you something. Tone actually got good with the squabbles because. Beef had a limp, his older brother. So when we was younger, niggas used to jump on Beef like all the time because Beef had like this little limp. He played football, he was killer, but he had a little limp. Little Strong limp. as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So one time I remember uh, we was at Baldwin and like 10 niggas jumped Beef, man. They was like 10 niggas jumped on Beef. So Beef was hot. He was like, he was going to go get his gun. And he remember, he used to live like real close to the park, go get his daddy gun. Man, this thing came back with a stick. Boy, this nigga had the limp nigga running with everything. <laughs> <laughs> man, that nigga Beef, hey. man, he's scared. Hey, from that day on, did nobody fuck with Beef. But, but Beef is how, I, actually, like I said, that's how I got the name Chunk. Because when we went to go see Goonies, he just looked at me. <laughs> uh, hilarious. He was like, Beef. No, but see, listen, hold on. No, no, no. Chunk. Was the little fat boy? Yeah, yeah. Chuck yeah. wasn't the monster. Nah, He's hey, you oh, got yeah, it. Now he the one that said hey. He did the truffle shuffle. Yeah, the truffle shuffle. Now that house is crazy. I've been in at least oh, forty something shit, fights bro. over that. Exactly. Oh, like that was a nigga. What? Goody what? The high double digits. Easily. Nigga, you were fighting every day. Just at right, the house. Like, you think I'm joking? Nigga, like, wake you up. Literally a wake up. Nigga, wake you up with a fade. Look, you want to go spend the night at Beef House to get up the squad. Get up to fight. Nigga waking you up with the face. Like, you nigga, go you over there to Somebody might fire, especially a nigga like Hollywood. Oh, he was the worst because Wood was like super strong. He was like, nigga, he ended up being, like All I said, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because we had a serious workout regimen that didn't involve weights. It was like body workout. We used to run this hill, nigga, Kenneth Hyde Park. We would literally run it <laughs> six times a day. Nigga, this motherfucking hill was like, if you see Kenneth Hyde Park and you can imagine teenagers and young kids running this motherfucker six times a day, hitting it hard, niggas' legs can pull them their cars. What happened <laughs> to Allen Temple with Poon? Okay, so look, <laughs> let's get back to that. So... Um, so anyway, so Poon pretty much, um, I kicked it with him a few times. So I think something happened or it was some type of thing and somebody seen me with him. Like a lot of people, in the, you know, people say, I don't know if he robbed somebody or the police came. So when I got to the radio station, we did a remote at Greenbrook. One of the ladies from Allen Temple seen me and was like, hey, little Poon, where Poon at? Uh, so everybody at the station laughed. Ah! <laughs> and this dude named Hollywood, he was Ryan Cameron's producer, Hollywood, 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 Hollywood Lauren. Hollywood and still be hooking people and the, up. Man. And he said, that's your name, Poon Daddy. He's like, go with it, stick mm. with it. That's what he said, oh, go with it, stick with it. You know, I like, yeah. said, like, go with it, stick with it. And I was like, you sure? And everybody else was like, that's it, that's it. I remember, uh, I remember, um, what's her name, Kathy Daniels or somebody, or Sean Taylor. And he was like, that's a perfect thing, man. It's a perfect thing. It's just gonna be killer. I'm telling you. <laughs> so I, I went with it. I stuck with it, and it, you know, like I you seen know, big poon since like 
you nah, he, you know, it's crazy though. They say he died in jail, some shit. They say he did some shit. Like, knocked him out or something. Nah, nah, oh, that nigga's pooned his daddy. I thought that's where it was going. I thought that's where it was going. I was like, but you know what? But check this out. But you know, after that though, it always just astonished me. Like, bitch, talking about pussy and shit like that. So then I have to be some like porn star when I get around women. Like, oh, you the daddy of it? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> what song is that? You on Ludacris album? Uh, I love these hoes. These hoes. Oh What's yeah. That? Oh. Uh, Fucking. What song that? is that? Oh, Yo. Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah. It's, it's uh, him and Snoop Dogg. Um, Ludacris and Snoop. Dun, 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 dun. I love these hoes. Uh, or some shit. Uh, I mean, I'm on a lot of songs, but you talking about uh, use a hoe? That's you talking about hoe. <laughs> just no. face it. You like in the background. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> you that shit? That's, that's just me. that's just him in the background. That he do the talking. Oh my god. Fuck me up. All that is me. But I think you're talking about. Uh, I think he's talking. Dun, 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 dun. Who let these hoes in my room? Who let these hoes? Yeah, he was doing the high parts. Who let these hoes? That's him, nigga. Oh, daddy from my oh, look, fucking... Nigga. Okay, so here goes another house. one for you. Yeah. The only time I ever been completely knocked out by smoking weed. Like, I've been smoking weed since Audubon, since like 84, strong. Yeah, first Olympics. Too. You know what I'm saying? First, <laughs> my, first, my, 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 my first Olympics. <laughs> came for you so look, like we, we, we you didn't talk about your cousins. You talk about a fight in that school. This the first yeah, real cousin. What I'm talking about. Justice still here. We got Justice. We got a big uh, hustle in this spot. So look, so, um, <laughs> so, so I, I, I never forget this. So Ludacris, it's Ludacris at this point. This is our first Snoop session. You know what I'm saying? Chris is stoked. I'm stoked. Nigga, we going to work with Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, Snoop is like on some, I got four days. It was between Thanksgiving. Y'all don't mind working on Thanksgiving. Fuck Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Chris are there. We got, a condo. Oh, I'm sorry. we got a condo. I'm sorry. We got a condo in Sydney. We got a condo in Sydney. We like fuck Thanksgiving. Yeah, fuck a turkey. Yeah. We'll make a. We'll have thirty turkeys. So we go to the. We go to the doghouse. You know mm. what I'm saying? Go through this whole process. I remember I get there though. I'm tripping though because this nigga got real security, like real pat down to walk in the nigga house. I'm like, wow. damn, <laughs> this shit is crucial. Right. This nigga you know is the most. He, he had he had probably already had went through the shit though, I mean, the, the, the case and all that. Homie, bro, bro. Like, I'm, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. We had the crib, bro. Having a security guard yeah. at my fucking house, my nigga. Hey, man, I'm gonna get in some gates with some. Something. Oh, you, yeah, I'm, gonna jump I'm happy case. about Snoop is protected. You don't get the Martin Scorsese house in this. <laughs> Snoop is the equivalent of the black <laughs> people's post. You don't get to a Scorsese. I've been to Vince Vaughn's house. I've been to Vince house and Will Ferrell. Both of them niggas' houses, they they door open. Them niggas ain't Crips. You know what I'm saying? What you was doing at Will Ferrell house, bro? I was with Faison. They ain't Crips. They are not Ferrell ain't a Crip. He's not a Crip. You know that. Snoop is the most famous gang member in on earth. That shit don't never Protect him that, like Farrakhan, please. It was it was like the we don't know days, I think, because I think it was like we don't know if Shook's still tripping type of thing. Kind of, like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, sure he wasn't taking it. You know, chance. Master P let me, I mean, I'm back in L.A., but I'm not. But oh, it was like, no limit time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you know, this is time. first you know album. I mean? so, yeah. Yeah, he told a nigga he can't come back home? So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he tried to say all that, but Snoop wasn't having it. Snoop was but a real yeah, nigga. So, But look, so we there. 
we go upstairs. So when I get up there, me and Snoop already kind of know each other, like two niggas. Like he already telling me, nigga, I know so and so. They know you, the, the Dorsey, all that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So when I get up there, he's like, what's up, homie? What's up, cousin? <laughs> we get there chilling. So he like, so Chris goes into this big thing. Like no one's ever smoked out boom. Like I ain't ever seen. I see this nigga smoke. <laughs> so it's just, he's gassing me. It's competition. Chris now. is like. <laughs> Going like it's just like a whole twenty minutes of how great it was smoking. <laughs> but this right. is like somebody fucking with Kobe, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, nigga, what is you doing? Not so, at this point, dog is like, oh really, huh? Big, 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 big six oh, big smoking, huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, you know, roll I'm up, he Snoop. get a roller to roll me like twenty. <laughs> wow, God. off the rip, off Maybe rip. 10, I don't know. It was like twenty of them. There's a lot. Yeah, that's, wow. that's so we too get much. going. You know what I'm saying? We do the song. We do another song. You know what I'm saying? At this point, we ate. His wife came with turkey. Everything you can imagine. We big. You had Thanksgiving with, with the dog father. With the at the studio. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Pound. It was it was, it was wow. really cool. It was that's neat amazing. little everything. That's so. Wild. You know what I'm saying? We big smoking, big chilling, man. I'm getting high. I'm like, so dog is like, what's up? You ready for round two? At this point, <laughs> all I can see is him talking and hearing it not together. Like, you know what I'm saying? The audio was off, bro. The audio was off. <laughs> Shit ain't synced up. You got to rewind what this. What up? Yeah. What's up, man? What y'all put in the food? <laughs> what you put in the food? So then I say, man, I got to go to the bathroom. So when I go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom, I go about the bathroom, I see the homeboy Beefy. He like, he was Long Beach nigga. He like, Beefy cuz. I'm like, Beefy, is it anywhere? Like, like maybe I can just play <laughs> that for a minute. <laughs> nigga trying to escape is it the session. <laughs> I'm not even trying to go back right. upstairs to the city. I'm trying to baby they'll keep smoking. Forget about me. So we feel like we downstairs, he like point to this area, but it's dark. I can't really see. I just see like his blankets. You know what I'm saying? Oh my so god. I just go I lay down. Pound, it looks soft as hell. It's soft as cool. <laughs> I want to blankets. Next thing I know, I just hear motherfuckers. Ah, ha, ha. Like a million click, click, click. Oh, oh And when the lights come on, it's like a coffin right there. Like, here lies. No, you know shit. Like, it's like where niggas die after they get the <laughs> <laughs> It's like a blanket, so it looks like I'm dead. Oh, so nigg and niggas be there all the time. Oh, right. Like, this is it. And this is where you go. <laughs> That's all right. Fresh, it was smelling like, I was like, damn, this shit is clean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that shit put me out, nigga. That nigga Chris said, nigga, we've been taking pictures of you for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. See, you like, you got motion pictures and shit in your mouth. Oh, oh no. Bro. Man, shit writing on me, everything. Oh, oh, no. Nigga, so, nigga got yeah, that was out. That was the day, you know, and then dog was like, listen, man, tell your boy. I really wouldn't have did you like that, but Chris was like, he Happy had extras. I was like, that's what I said, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm the nigga, you and know me, I know you. Nigga, I would have got back in that nigga, casket. Turkey, my nigga, everything. I'm finna take it down. Y'all taking as many pictures as y'all want. I'm taking it down, my nigga. Y'all can't post it nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all got real yeah, this camera ain't, Oh, yeah. This ain't, this ain't, yeah. This ain't no social media. Them niggas doing this shit right here. Disposable. Right. Disposable. You got to hold it to the flags. <laughs> you ain't going to see that in two a week. Where's that air?
Shout out to the water on that camera. You're going to be all that shit. 72 hours. Maybe cut the light on on your film. disposable cameras. Hilarious. Oh, nigga. I do want to tell you this one story. So, look. Because this is shit funny and I know y'all fuck with it. So, me and Chris had got this script. I think I mentioned it, right? So, I remember at this time, Ronnie remember, I was doing Sunday nights. I was like the official host Sunday nights at Uptown Comedy. So, Sunday night, I would be there. Everybody was there. This was like cool, killer Sunday. This is Buckhead. Cool, killer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nard. Shawty, shawty. Because I, pro- I don't know if I was up there yet. What year was this? Yeah, nah, I remember you did your first, uh, you did a, 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 a I started at 01. Yeah, you, you was up there. Yeah. It was 01. Yeah. You did an open mic there. That, I remember you did. I remember it was like, was your first time doing an open mic? Because I remember, who else was there? Uh, was up there. What's the one nigga? K-Dub. What's the one nigga? K-Dub, but what's the one nigga that he used to talk to tell the Grease joke? What's his name? He talking about he be so much white grease in his hair. What's his name? Damn, what's that nigga name? He had a funny. It ain't. Is it Nard? It ain't Nard, but it's. Is it preacher man? Nah, man. This one thing I can't remember this nigga name because he moved to L.A. He, man, this nigga was so Gerard. funny. Gerard. No. Brown skin, short, and nah. Black Casper. No, not Black Casper. What? No, not Black Casper. Nope, nope. But he he around that time that era. He almost, well, I forgot the nigga name, man. But anyway, so we get the movie, we get the we get greenlit for the movie. So we get a producer and everything. So I remember coming back to Atlanta for something and I ran into Duval. He was like, man, I heard y'all through that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Poon, you know, keep me in there, bruh. Come on, bruh. I was like, let me see what I can do. So I remember I called Clay. I was like, listen, if you can get rolling out here, I can get in my audition. He was like, oh, you gonna get out there. You be out there tomorrow. Nigga, you doing the buddy pass. That nigga came to the audition, man. Boy, when I tell you, this nigga must have been the scaredest. <laughs> This nigga was sweating profusely. You know when a nigga be looking at the script and he look at it and he just keeps spinning that shit around like it's going to do something different. Like He just keep looking at it like So he had the strong list then. Yeah, I got the strong list. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he worked on it now. He killing now. You know, but he had the strong. So I remember he came and reading the part. It was called American Radio. That was the script. And, um, he came in there, he was reading the role, son, 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 son. And I remember when he got through, I was just literally just holding myself together because the producer was looking at me like, what the fuck? Some more of your friends, punk? Like, what's going on, man? More of your friends, punk? So we get through it, and when he get outside, he's like, what you think? I said, man. <laughs> Bro. What is you? What is you? Why are you trying to wing this shit, man? Why you ain't do go to like a go to any type of acting something? You could have watched the DVA your chest, nigga. Anything, <laughs> nigga. Believe it in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and see, at the end of the day, like he was just like he wasn't even like on oh, on. Oh, he was just I used to kill on Sundays when I go up and get a chance. Like, it wasn't even like, you know what I mean? He's, I used to do that, that joke all the time. 
Talking about, uh, so uh, talking about when the nigga be talking in the club and the music go off, and he be like, Yeah, so I was fucking the nigga. <laughs> he used to always do that joke, and it was the other one, the song he used to do. The uh, the music soul child, yeah, the music soul child. That was like his shit. This that rolling back then. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm always one of them type of people that always try to help my folks out. So it it was a situation. I mean, I still tell them, I still tell them this day, I'll do it again because it still gave my opportunity. And I think even from when a nigga see something like that, he can go back and be like, damn, I was tripping. Yeah, let me get right now. You know what I'm saying, nigga? Oh, because see, it just come right back because I remember. I'm in the um I'm in my cousin loft in LA and DJ Pooh was writing Grow Room. And he was like going around thinking about who to use. I was like, man, Roland Powell, nigga, Lil Duval, that's one of my nigga, that nigga's funny. And he yeah. was like, Yeah, yeah, I kinda like him. And end up putting him in the movie. And I, I don't know if I was the initial person that told him, but I remember we had a few conversations, me and my big homeboy Donnie, because Donnie's one of the producers on the movie, and we was like, Roland is definitely that nigga, like. For real. So you, you never know, man. Nigga get a shot. That's why I'm about yeah. to have RJ Hell write this script, man. Yeah, we got sir. that get an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I was gonna hit him up anyway. He do one. <laughs> I he, he's uh he's got our, he already writers gill all kind of shit. Yeah, so I'll be yeah, deferring yeah. to see what's going I I know what I need it's to an say. LA story? It's an LA story. Yeah, you gotta put me down. Yeah, the stove, homie. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, Lamert. It's in Lamert. Lamert. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, shout out Don Kennedy. Yeah, funny. shout out Don Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Call me down. My, my grandma stayed over there, man. I, I stayed I thought in you were saying, my grandma fucked with Don Kennedy. Ah, oh, she shit. probably would have, man. <laughs> Please she make it home. <laughs> she probably babysitted the nigga or something. Like, she stayed off age. Yeah, Don Kennedy's sister used to go to Dorsey with me, so I've been knowing that nigga. Don, is he 40? Because he he says too much shit that was said when I was in high school. He's 33, though. He got to be close. He to older than Nip, though, huh? Well, wait. Nah, uh, uh-uh. they like around the same age. Okay, bro. so he probably like thirty. He plays older than yeah. me. He, yeah, plays, he plays older because he was like he one of them little so young old. niggas that used to hang around all the older homies. Yeah, you know he be talking about '96 a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nigga, you sound <laughs> yeah. like. I, I mean, because it was a lot of little janky niggas that was like 10, 11 years old that was in the mix in '96. Like for real, Those like. Man, my homeboy, I rest in peace, my nigga Tally, man, this nigga, this nigga was, I remember he had a, a whole bunch of little bitty ass niggas that was hustling for him. <laughs> little bitty ass <laughs> Tally, Tally is the original. Shit, like on South Central. Nigga, Great. Tally is like the original front runner of Thug Life. This was like who what? put the money up for Tupac of Thug Life, like for real. Tally was a nigga, he went to school, he grew up with all of us, like but he was like one of the first Real, real young LA drug dealers I ever met. Like he was 15, 16. I seen a hundred thousand dollars. When when the riots happened, he was the first nigga I knew that was hooking chains up to the uh, to the ATMs. That was he. Uh, he, nah, was, he was like, let's get it. Yeah, he already had tow trucks ready. Let's look the real shit. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was hard. ready. He was. Yeah, he was that so, are you offended by snowfall at all? Tow trucks, man. As an LA person, and no, it, I'm not offended. I mean, hard. it's a lot of trickery in there because it's like four stories that intertwine because they're talking about Tootie Reese, they're talking about Bow Waterhead Bow, they're talking about uh, Freeway Rick, and they're talking about the Nick Harryo. It's like all those stories, more or less, in the one. Because some of those things, like the shit that's going on with... The, now, these are actual events with Scully and uh, the uh, man, man boy. boy. Them real niggas. Like, them actually niggas that was... You know, Scully was a real nigga in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And Man Boy was a real nigga in Compton. They kept their names the same? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for real. Damn. So, at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, to me, that's one of the most authentic shows in... 
I'm not offended by it because it's the it's it's some of the best cinema, real cinema that's on yeah, television on that we seen. It ain't no We missing it right now. Check this out. It ain't no uh, I got it on record Hulu. It ain't <laughs> no It gonna be a, that come on it, three in the morning after the It ain't no uh, no I recorded when it come on. I got Hulu oh, you got live. live. Oh, I got Hulu. That's why you, you gotta rich, get nigga. pay your twenty dollars. It it's only twenty dollars more. <laughs> but look, check this out. Um nigga, uh the crazy thing about that is that um Damn, what was I about to say? I just forgot that. Rewind the credit. What was I just saying? <laughs> you talking about man boy and uh, Scully. Scully being real people and not being offended by. Oh, yeah. No, the reason why I'm not offended by it is because the TV show is not about a drug dealer from Harlem that has studios selling drugs, <laughs> fucking FBI agent, <laughs> going to jail, <laughs> homeboys white, kill 87 people, <laughs> son kill. Come on, man. It's too much. That's a lot. What? Yeah, yeah. Snowfall's authentic. It's really real. And that's how you, that, that, to me, that's, that's some of the best shit. Yeah, and it's that's, made why by John, went, that's why Atlanta went. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, to me, that's number two. And the reason why that's number two, because that's unorthodox, yeah. urban shit. Atlanta shit's is some urban. of the most unorthodox amazing. television there is. And it's so dope because that's Atlanta. Yeah, when so all that shit. came out with the chopper at the Mrs. Winners, I was like, yeah. I believe that. <laughs> Tyler got a joke like that, and that shit really fucking happened. He really got a joke just that nigga like went that. went out there and slayed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to hold the fuck down, bitch. You know what's wrong? You trying to hold down. Hey, man, if you ever seen some weird night, I know I done seen some crazy nights on Ash, but I never forget, nigga, I was in school at Clark. Shout out to CAU. All day, class of 97. I was walking one one day. One semester. I got stuck at this girl house, and I literally had to damn near walk up 20. What? What? No bullshit, bro. I was scared as I was coming from, like, motherfucking uh, Six Flags. (laughs) You had to walk from Six Flags back to Clark? Back to Clark. Dude, you walked from... It was like... How'd it was like it was like two thirty in the morning. I really walked the freeway, How'd you bro. Get there? bro. Your feet you still hurt. You walked from to downtown Atlanta. <laughs> 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 bro, nigga, that ain't nigga. nothing. Nigga, my homeboy walked from my homeboy walked from Brookhaven <laughs> Station to East Lake Meadows, nigga. They're freak league. What kind of shoes? Because he couldn't get nowhere. I he said you. it took him twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shoes you had on? <laughs> <laughs> Twelve, 12 hours. hours. That, nigga was, that nigga was working at the YMCA at Brookhaven. And I remember telling that nigga, it's freak nigga, bro. Get out. You better not go to work because you're not going to be you able to get stuck, with, You ain't going to be able to go nowhere. Everywhere's going to be stuck. Right. And he didn't believe me. His ride couldn't come get him. YMCA, of course, you know that was closed. <laughs> like, shit, we get out of here. The freak need you, nigga. Yeah, nigga. What you doing? And he was from LA. He was a hard headed nigga. My nigga Mark Ford, man. He did uh, listen. That nigga said, that nigga said, fuck it, I'm a walk. When he got home, nigga. This nigga's shoes. This nigga talking about my feet. That wasn't shit. This nigga shit look like I'ma get you sucker for real. You know what that nigga feet had a heartbeat, dog. Nigga, that's that funny, nigga yeah. feet was throbbing like boo 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 boo. 
For real, then look, uh, hey, look, this, this was so fucked up. For the next three days, he couldn't go to work because he had major blisters, bro. Major, like, no lie. Major, <laughs> Like, bro. no lie. Hey, time out, though. How did you get to Six Flags? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so this is what happened. If you know anything about Austell Road back in the 90s when Morris Brown and shit was open, like, that shit was like Baby Compton. All the yeah. niggas from L.A. stay on Austell Road. Okay. Why? I don't know. I no idea. Cheap real estate, guys. Was, was Just go with cheap But this estate. is the illest shit. So, some friends of mine, which are Reverend Blake, the bishop, mm -hmm. world, West Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. His sons, Charles and Lawrence Blake, went to school in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know... The best thing I can say is that they were, you know, they wasn't always church boys. You know what I'm saying? So Amen. they got some wild homies, whatever. Shit transpired. It's a shootout that happened next door. Everybody leave and run out the apartment, okay? I'm in the bathroom at this girl house. So I come out the girl house. I go back to the apartment. There's nobody He's in the gone. apartment. Everybody's gone. Ghost. When I get there, I see the police coming in the thing. No. So when I see the police coming in the thing... The back of the mm -hmm. the back of the apartment is going to some bushes. I'm out, nigga. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna wait for none of that. I'm out. I'm running, nigga, like a nigga. I'm running like my life. So I don't ever know if they even see me. Next thing I know, I kind of see like something of the the the, the of the uh, roller coaster from a distance. This nigga saw the mind bender. Where am I at? Like, I'm running, like I didn't run that far that I could see, like, oh, no. the, 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 the gate where the end of the roller coaster was was maybe, like, two, three hundred yards. So I, it all settled in, like, I'm at Six Flags. So then I get to figure oh. out where I am. I go walk. So, mind you, I'm still in school, so I really ain't figured out the back street, back street yet. And I'm like, I don't really know one way to go. Oh, the 20. I just saw it's like 1.32 in the morning. Nigga, I'm walking. I'm high. I had some weed on me, so I was smoking weed, walking. I ain't give a fuck. I probably smoked all the weed I had when I got it. It wasn't actually, it wasn't really that long. I ain't gonna lie. Yes, it was. It was. I walked long Because <laughs> I remember one time we was in high school, we got a tour with the uh with the uh <laughs> with the uh six deuce brails. Well, no, yeah, we got a tour with the six deuce brails in Hollywood and I had to walk back to Crenshaw and that shit's way further. Mm. Yeah, this was like, that's this is like, like 14. It's probably like six, seven miles. It ain't that far. Yeah, yeah it ain't that man. far. It's for nigga. Right, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about 12 miles, nigga, from Hollywood to L.A. Nigga, that shit was far. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> nigga, I'm walking, and, and I'm walking, and I don't know if the police come. We done nigga got shot. The other nigga got chipped. Some innocent bystander got hit. We running. We, nigga, everybody split up. And see, L.A. is downhill. So if you up the hill, all you got to do is run down the hill. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. somewhere you gonna land where you need to. If you just come straight down the hill, bro. I mean, you no are triggering Tyler from his. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to take off right now. So you can, all you got to do, all you got to do is go straight yeah, down the hill. Funny. So if you come straight down the hill, it don't matter if you on Western, La Brea, wherever you at. You come down there, La Cienega. You are gonna get somewhere near a hood. You are gonna be wow. good, for real. But yeah, I, I remember. I never forget. Walk. I walked all the way home. I walked, I walked, when I got to the house, I remember, I think I slept like the whole next day. 
My grandma was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, man, I just walked from Hollywood. <laughs> they was trying to kill me. She was like, that was y'all on the news? Yeah. Some yeah. girl got killed. I was like, I don't know about that, but yeah, I had to walk gone. from Hollywood. Hell yeah. Grandma. <laughs> grandma. Mm -hmm. I walked from Hateville back to, uh, by Screaming Wheels. Back all the way down Metropolitan one time. Why, why you do that? Because we, we got dropped off at the gym to play basketball, and it was like Sunday. They said, yeah, everybody closed, and it was like <laughs> 6 o'clock, but we got dropped off at like 5.30. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, when they used to have run and shoot. Did it get back. too late? Niggas yeah, used to true. walk from run and shoot back to school, so yeah, that, that shit ain't, ain't that, that far. That ain't that bad. It's right down. Yeah, that's down much problem. That's right there. You know, you I had to walk back, from, had to walk back to uh, Clark from Georgia Tech. Oh, that ain't nothing. I remember my daddy getting mad. It was cold as shit, though. Now, when it's cold, that's a long way. Yeah, that shit was long as fuck. That's a long way, bro. From North Avenue? From 10th fucking... Yeah, it's like a mile and a half, bro. What are y'all talking about? It's longer than a mile and a half. Y'all got to get down past It's like five. From 10th past to fucking... From 10th Avenue? North Avenue past the goddamn stadium? I know the female viewers love this part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not really. Shout out to y'all, ladies. It was cold as shit because they shut the train. They shut the train down. Oh yeah, that summer. What that was that? Was that ninety four? And that was that ninety five? No, I ain't oh, that old. Uh, <laughs> this was like. No, I remember one winter. Was I was going to the ninth grade. No, this was ninety. This was ninety nine. I was in college. This was ninety nine. I remember was no ninety. Oh, yeah. The winter ninety four. The yeah, whole I remember city that. shut down. Yeah. You remember that? The <laughs> Marta <laughs> shut down. Blizzard. When the nigga, the, the Marta. I never even knew that the Marta could shut down. It was like a blizzard, right? <laughs> yeah, the whole. I had never seen those. I, I was living in Carter Hall. I had me a little bitch over. I was like, I, I ain't never seen it this cold in my life. Nigga, it was so cold. Nigga had two, three jackets on. <laughs> so you are literally Ricky from Boys in the Hood. <laughs> literally. You left yeah, L.A. to no, come play ball. He's here. Well, yeah. This what Ricky posted in. If Ricky zigzag. If Ricky had a zigzag and got into radio. Zig or zag. And he was worried about that. He could have did one or the other. He was worried about that goddamn lottery ticket, How about go in the gate that you was by? Let's walk in that motherfucker. First of, just let, first of all, I just let you know he is not prepared for gang banging life. Hell he nah. He's a football player, so he runs straight. He runs straight. So yeah. he, he don't know how to run zigzag and this nigga, because he's not a banger. This nigga is drinking milk while people are trying to murder him. Yes, dog. <laughs> this nigga stumbled. Who, who stops to drink a gallon of milk? Yeah. Yeah. He the whole thing. They don't want to do nothing. Yes, they do want to do Bruh, something. You done seen them. Three times. That's all they want to do. Minutes, is nigga. Something. These niggas want to do all something. All they want to do is something. You talking about the niggas who niggas run, who ride in the third sale chasing yes. us? Thirteen D. The niggas in the four cylinder. See that? That's the story you have to do. What? Lloyd Avery. Lloyd, man. I saw that YouTube and I was like, really? Lloyd Avery. What is that? Now me and his nigga, my brother, check us out. Me oh, and his no. brother was that's no, nigga his, that shot, that his Ricky, brother from the hood. Yeah, so yeah, me yeah. and his brother was really, really close. His brother played in Poetic Justice. Remember when uh, they was playing a video game before they shot Q Tip? Yes. Yeah. yeah he was, was like that nigga. Brother. He said, "Look at that nigga. They yeah. look just alike. They look just alike." That was his brother with the green eyes. He looked like the nigga insecure a little bit. Damn, his story is fucking crazy. Hey, nigga, them niggas with the Rolex, Rolex legends. Niggas made the news. Rolex bandits. Damn. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know who I, who I like, though? Like, uh, that's a tragic story, but I like the that Stacy from the Wood is the dude who's uh, on Snowfall who plays Scully. I like yeah, that he's still around. Crazy. And he's still fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was. He went to jail. Yeah. 
You heard about his story, Niggas right? got down on him, too, in jail. No, what? nigga, the nigga, the nigga yeah. killed his auntie's husband. Damn. Trying to, because the nigga tried to kill him. Like, they was like in the, one of them old, like, somebody get to arguing at a family thing, and they go yeah. way too far, and the nigga died. Yeah, one of them. This is after he was in like the woods and shit. Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah that's yeah. why he went away. That's why he never he seen him. That's why he was gone. He, was he went to jail. Between him and the other nigga off of the Hugelis, I don't know who's scary. Who was oh, the yeah, dude? The, the little boy after who with the tattoo? The niggas face. off the oh, Hugelis. Yeah. He beat a he beat a, a murder case. Did he really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were just talking about that. He beat a. He was on. He was like in jail for murder, and then he beat the murder case. That's why he ain't got all the tattoos. He was like. Fuck it. I was like, I couldn't even believe it was him. I can't that nigga look. I was like, is he part Mexican now? I was so confused. Because <laughs> he from like, because see, that's the thing in LA culture. When you're like not from in the city and you're like from a gang outside of, in the valley, it's really pretty much more Latino driven than anything else because all the real, real super gang gangs are in the city. You might get like motherfuckers just like Seto Pablos and they got like black skin. <laughs> Mexicans together. You like what? And they're like, we're we're from Dewardy. And you like Dewardy? Dewardy. Uh, sound like some you know Harry Potter shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, dude. Diamond bar. Dumbledore. Diamond bar. Diamond bar. You know what I'm saying? Like they got gangs and like diamond bars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah out. they do. They got That's like saying Calhoun, Georgia, nigga. Yeah, yeah nigga. Some niggas from there, but it be niggas Willie from. Coochie. I mean, the, the small the, towns is what I've been. The, that's how that's how niggas in Pomona came be. out screaming, uh, screaming the North Side. It had nobody yeah. ever did this. It's one before. of them from Athens too. Yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, the only person that can scream the North Side like them is Ryan, Ryan Seacrest. That's hilarious. <laughs> like they're from, nigga the from Ryan. Yeah, Ryan the home of Ryan. Yeah. I was just telling him when I first met Ryan Seacrest, and the nigga, <laughs> the nigga said, the nigga said, shout it when he found out it was me. When he said, shout it, I, I was like, okay, all right. So it's just real. Ryan I really Seacrest. did something. If this, if this motherfucker knows me, like wow, for real. he yeah. was very impressed. I never forget. That was Did like you and Shouty Shouty ever beef over him? Like y'all, both of y'all said because Shouty is like your tag. Like how nah, you say he it. actually like came to me on some shit. First of all, let's just tell you what it is. Clear the air. This is something that Kyle Norman from Jagged Edge had been saying since he'd been ten years old. Shout out to Kyle. Man. Okay, this is where I got it from. This is where I heard it. Brian and Brandon are my god brothers. My dad and oh, their shit. mom went to high school together in you Connecticut. Were. They were really close. So, so you in Jagged Edge too, nigga? Hey, yeah. I, managed them for a little, I managed them for a little while. So you know what I'm saying? This nigga Jagged okay. Edge they, in the clan. They, they all they shit. all went to high school together. They all mm -hmm. used to be like Reading. in jazz or whatever. So those are my god brothers. Those are you know somebody that's always been impartial to me that the guys have. That's why I win a lot of people. Even when you first heard Jagged, you heard them through me and Chris first. We was the first people to ever play. Jacket Edge and Lil Duke. This is before they were signed to Jermaine. Wow. And yeah. they fight a lot, too. Makes sense. Yeah. It all ties yeah, together. Yeah, that nigga Kyle. Yeah, it's not a trouble, Kyle. Squabbles. This is how Kyle would recognize if his friends were in the mall. Shout it! And they would say it back in the other side of, you know, South Dakota oh, Mall or... North Decab Mall or any any of the any of the any of the Nobody, a lot of people always ask me where did I get it from? Kyle Norman from Jagged Edge, 581 Street Cats, my bro, bro.
Man, that's awesome. Oh, wow. We, we got to get them up here, too. Yeah, got to. Yeah, we got to do a Poon Daddy series because <laughs> yeah, I just want to see you and New Face go back and forth with Oh, the, man. With he the, got a magazine the for everything you name, brother. <laughs> 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 well, thank you for coming up here, bro. Nah, God, is it that time, bro? Yeah. Man, shit. I can't yeah, believe man. it. Yeah, <laughs> man. This shit is crazy, but the more, crazy. the more I'm thinking about it, I kind of feel like I we've seen each other, too. Had to be, I like man. We it. was always playing football in the street all the time, and Norman yeah. would be the all-time quarterback, and he would be talking shit and pushing us down. And yeah, because y'all play, y'all was Burbank, so yeah, y'all yeah. played with Burbank, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Y'all played throw up, throw up tackle. Oh hell yeah! Sideline bite. violence. We call it sideline bite. They chose violence. They liked it. Sideline bite, but you know there ain't that much grass in LA like it is here though. So sideline is. I remember like I remember for a long time, maybe like I want to say from like third grade to maybe like ninth grade. The highlight of my year was to be able to give a person a snot bubble. Wow. You know what that is? That's a very dark thing. Have you been to therapy about this? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It actually was like, I mean, I mean, most football players go through it, but it was like literally like when you lay on your back and you say go and you get up and you hit somebody. If you hit somebody that hard that the snot like the bubbles in their nose. Yeah. Like you done something. If he get a snot bubble, he did poop with yeah. it. <laughs> or he sharted. I'm telling you what comes with a snot bubble. He sharted. Do come with a snot bubble. He sharted, You know how much pressure came from. He sharted. You know how much pressure you got. CTS. Thank you for CTS. One goal in life before we get out of here, man. I wanted to halfway kill a nigga. Every time. Every time. Snot bubbles. Real quick. Before I get out of here, real quick. Snot bubbles. That's his brain coming out of his nose. I don't know what you know. It's a little leakage. It's a little brainage. Uh, little brainish. Hilarious. Little brainish, man. Uh, yeah, man. So we like to end the episode with a segment we call Secret Genius Life Coach. We'll give people some words of wisdom. Get through the week. Get to the next episode. I am Kamal, the Secret Genius. The words of the week are this. <laughs> it's never too late to stop eating tilapia. Why are y'all still eating tilapia, man? Wow. Where did tilapia come from, bro? Nowhere, bro. Like, that shit was not out before 2005. It's from New Jersey. <laughs> that shit came from the carpet in Boss Town Studio. It is a... Un- <laughs> that shit came from Bobby Brown P.B.? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Brown P. Bobby Brown P.B. That's tilapia, bitch. That's tilapia. <laughs> Man, Bobby Brown, boy, I'm telling you, Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get that pissing ain't on studio. God damn. Nigga. Want to have a good time. Oh. You can't come to my house. You pissing your shit. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's, it's it's never too late to stop eating tilapia, man. Real so shit. just just leave that shit alone. Take it off bro. the menu. It ain't people. fit. Yeah, stop selling it, man. That's what it is. It do be busting sometimes. I ain't gonna, gonna, gonna tell y'all. <laughs> 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 it be busting. I ain't gonna. I ain't, it been a minute, but you know, <laughs> you can get so much for so little. You know, it ain't got a lot of bones, you know what I mean? I get it. Ain't got it's no bones. Ain't no fish it's for real. It's all good. It's like fish esque. Oh. That shit was some hot sauce hidden. Hidden. Red, red, red hot. Middle East mustard out hit him. Man. <laughs> That's all that. <laughs> Ask for your tilapia with the eyes on it still. <laughs> See what they say? That shit gonna look back at you like, you. There's a lot of other fish. They you got king to put that fish, together. Let's go have some catfish eyes. <laughs> they gonna have to put that fish uh. together, bro.
<laughs> more than culture is the bread. This is the more than culture show. Come on, the secret genius, yes, Remy Ride, yep. Tyler Chronicles, Ronnie Jordan, special guest, Atlanta radio legend, legend, legend. Poon Daddy, yeah. executive. Thank y'all for having me, man. My executive. Yeah. God damn it. Thank you.